August 80s is coming to a conclusion, and we can't think of a better place to end it than Down Under. That's right, we're going to visit old Michael J. Crocodile Dundee himself and see all the antics he can get into in the 1986 classic Crocodile Dundee. How did this, how did this classic fare? Well, go get your knife. Because Jesus Christ, it's another edition of the Review! <laughs> review! Hey, Mick. Why <laughs> <Why> the Wally? <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. Today's show, uh, we are going over Crocodile Dundee, but before that, I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm JT3 Kai. <laughs> I'm just going to do this whole show <laughs> with an Australian accent. Completely offensive. <laughs> And today, I did remember to get our your special drink and another special one uh, that had a crocodile on it. I don't know if good. it's any good. But this one's the good one. Let's let's do an old classic drink review. All right. Uh, that we used to do on the show. This the prize beer today is the Chime Pere Trappists. Uh, Cinque Cents, made in Balou, Belgium. Ooh. Uh, actually made by monks. Really? They... Yes. And they use their own private water supply in a, like, a well that only they have access to. <laughs> like, it's a real fucking deal. You, you went out of the way. You spared no, spared no expense. I spared some expense, but I found the most <laughs> expensive four-pack that I could. Good. Uh, it's an... A technically an Abbey Triple, which okay. is a Belgian-style beer. Uh, I don't know much about it, besides it's got a dark, brown, cloudy body, and nice two fingers ahead on that thing. Look at that. Decent pour. It's a hot pour. It's got a nice, malty characteristics, kind of fresh. Yeah. Uh, it smells really refreshing. It's 98% on beer, uh, ratebeer.com, and Beer Advocate rates it at a 92%. Okay. What do we think? What did Box Office Mom think? <laughs> oh, that is a good question. <laughs> Which also reminds me I need to find a third review. <laughs> so, might be doing that during your news. But let's go in for a sip on this All baby. Right, let's do it. Hmm. Nice creamy body. I do enjoy it. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of bite Not to hoppy. it. Not Nice and smooth. I could drink a lot of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's 8% as well. 8% so alcohol. Not suggested you drink a lot of it. No. But the rest <laughs> of these are for you for getting the uh, VMA oh, question correct. And yes. then we can bust into the good. other stuff. It's good. It's good beer. I like it. Well done. You done find good. It, find it at your local brewery. You done good. No, not brewery. <laughs> find it at your local Well it depends. Beer mart. It, unless you live unless you live at Belgium. Right. Where unless you monks. are a monk, then you could possibly have this in your back uh yeah. in your back shed. Yeah. Or whatever monks keep beers in sheds. 
Also, while we're doing a classic drink review, which we did, yeah. Uh, when Chelsea Danger found out that we were doing Crocodile Dundee for tonight's show, she's yeah. like, haven't you reviewed that before? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then I got me thinking, on one of our earliest shows, we did talk about Crocodile Dundee once. Like, one of our first ten. Yeah. I swear we did. And so I was, I listened back to some of our first few episodes today. Yeah. No good. <laughs> our first few episodes are no good. Yeah. Where they were like so loosey goosey and really had no no direction in them no. whatsoever. Yeah. So they had funny parts in them. I did chuckle at a few things. Well, that's good. But uh, I swear it was an episode with Big Aaron in it that we're like, we, we didn't start the show because Crocodile Dundee was on TV. And then we started after it was done. But I couldn't find the show. I listened to the one he was on. I listened to his Big Aaron's Hip Hop Trivia. <laughs> and then I thought we may have done it before we did our RoboCop commentary. Because it was the one where we recorded it in uh, at your parents' house at one, one oh, of those yeah. few times. In uh, their basement. I know it was. Yeah. But I couldn't fucking find it. And it was driving me nuts. I don't know. I don't think it was Croc... I remember, I remember there was like a show where like we like didn't start because we were in, enthralled in some movie but i don't think it was crocodile dundee you sure i don't think it was all right so maybe this could be the first or second time we talk about <laughs> crocodile dundee tonight before we get into all of that let's get into the news of the week starting smart, smart decision starting with jt yeah the inhumans it's All right. IMAX. We're starting out hot. <laughs> We're building to better things, JT. Okay. The Inhumans. Uh, it's IMAX debut. Debuts this week, I think. The first. Is that Saturday? The first is Friday. Friday. Debuts in IMAX theaters and select theaters. I got my ticket. No, I, I do not. <laughs> I actually went to see if they had it. If, like... Our local theater would have it, even though it's not IMAX. If they were yeah. just sh if they were showing it anyway, and buy you a ticket to make you go, <laughs> but they didn't have it. You lucky Good. son of a. Uh, I wouldn't have gone. But the cast is responding to the negative criticism it's already gaining, even though it's not out yet, uh, by saying it's only loosely based on the comic, and. They're going their own direction with the series. So they're not saying, like, no, it's good. They're just saying it's different. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's saying, hey, this kind of sucks. And we're like, well, it's different. It's not the same. Yeah. It's it's a new thing. But, but you're not saying it's good. <laughs> right? But it's, it's different. Then why you d d call it anything else? It's different. Ugh. It's different. This Inhumans thing. Even, like, a lot of comic book uh, podcasts I listen to are not going... There's only a very few of them that are actually going to go see the Inhumans and the IMAX. Jesus. The rest of them are like, I'll just wait till it's free on TV. Yeah. So I'd rather go to, like, one of those, like, IMAXs where there's, like, a camera in the ocean and they're, like, following turtles. <laughs> yeah. Than this shit. At least I'd be lulled to a very deep sleep. Yeah. A peaceful sleep with that. Yeah. God. This Inhumans thing has got to be garbage. But I, oh, I am so fucking well, look, curious. Look, look to out watch for it. for our uh, 
probably add it to the pilot test pilot show. Yeah, coming up soon. Coming up soon. I think at least a couple weeks. Yeah, I think they a lot of them a big chunk of them air like the first week in October. Sweet deal. The thirtieth of September. Yeah, is when it comes out on TV and humans yeah. on TV. So look out, y'all. Woo. Coming at you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, did you see, JT, the set photo of Luke Cage Season 2 where we finally got a taste of what Misty Knight's robotic arm looks like JT there is a set photo with Luke Cage and Misty Knight getting into some action Misty Knight sporting a robot arm okay and it looks pretty decent okay it's an actual robotic arm it is a prosthetic (laughs) arm that looks Robotic, Like, they're not doing the shit where it's like, it's robot parts underneath, but skin on top. Like, yeah. it, it's not that. It's like a real well, robotic-looking arm. Come on, with that salary, she can't afford that. <laughs> hey. She's got to get just the regular robotics. That's right, it's, right. She can't get the skin, the skin upgrade. Right, right. I mean, that's just cosmetic kind of stuff. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's, not, it's yeah. not utility. Yeah, that's just I can't. I can't see your health insurance covering the cosmetic. <laughs> Pure no. robotics. That's yes, it. That's it. Look, honey, you don't need you don't need the skin modification. <laughs> just the the plain robotics is fine. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, you're gonna get your your uh, your copay is gonna go through the roof if you get that skin upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad in this I bloody wanna... country, she doesn't have a hook. Right? Am I right? <laughs> I just want to see a big long scene where they just going through the health insurance <laughs> comings oh, yeah. and goings of her getting a robotic arm. <laughs> it's a full episode Look, dedicated to it. We wish the it. force could afford a better health plan, but this is what we're going with. <laughs> right. You're more than uh, you're more than welcome to get you're supplementary than, insurance yeah, to help. You cover can go outside costs. the plan. It's gonna cost a lot more though. <laughs> There's plenty of other planes where you can get the skin upgrade. Ours doesn't have that. I'm sorry. You work at a police station in Harlem. This is what you get. That's riveting, TV, JT. <laughs> I'd be at the edge of my seat. And they do it all in the boardroom, too. <laughs> oh, my God. The Meachams are there for whatever reason. Oh, my God. Great. Talking about co-pays. Yeah. Just real riveting stuff. <laughs> Uh, speaking of riveting stuff, JT, Shazam has just began pre-production, which means nothing. Oh, for a second there, I thought I was thinking of the Shaq movie Kazam. Kazam! And nope. I was like, oh, no, wait, yeah, okay, it's now I know what you're talking Shazam! about. Shazam! <laughs> I'm only saying it like that because it has an exclamation point at the end. Like, mother! <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a double feature. Of Mother and Shazam! (laughs) Did Kazam have an exclamation point after it? I don't think so. I don't believe so. So you can just say it drawl if you want. Yeah. Kazam. Yeah. We'll watch Kazam, and then afterwards we'll watch Shazam! Shazam! Mother! Mother! (laughs) 
I'm into it. Are you into uh, Shazam going into pre-production? That means nothing. Nothing has happened. I don't even know if they've got a script. Did they show some? They show some really interesting-looking director's chairs. They haven't even gone that route. It's totally in the right. dark. Well, then we don't how even do we know. know. How do we know how what do size we know? of directors or actors they yeah, have? Yeah, how's what's the size? We need this, DC. You're already off the beaten path doing your own fucking yeah. weird shit Come on, on this side. Where's your cute fucking <laughs> viral videos where you're showing director's chairs saying in production? I don't know, man. I don't know what they're thinking. Dropping on the that, ball. On the Warner Brothers side, okay? Dropping the goddamn ball. No idea what they're thinking. <laughs> uh, What's his health insurance look like, Shazam? <laughs> Shazam! Uh, Does he get a deductible for being a superhero? Uh, technically, he's a child and an adult, so that wow. should be some family to, plan. Might have to be, yeah, it's got to be a family plan of some sort. Yeah, I don't know how that works. So, te- I mean, technically it's the same person. Well, but... his life expectancy's got to be through the roof because he's a superhero. That's true. But he also puts himself in dangerous situations, which could also bump up mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bump up his mm-hmm. premiums. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All this in a boardroom mm-hmm. in Shazam. Mm-hmm. More on that as that develops. <laughs> uh, Ed Skirin, JT, uh, was set to be uh, on the new Hellboy cast yep. until he dropped out of production for a very uh, legitimate reason. Because he's not Asian. That's true. He's a... <laughs> He's over the whitewashing Hollywood style. He's putting his foot down, and he walked from the set of the new Hellboy reboot because he's over it. He's had enough, JT. Even though he accepted the role, and he only dropped out when people were getting a lot of backlash on Twitter. <laughs> yep. Still very noble. Putting his foot down. L- very noble Taking cause. the high road on this one. Very noble. Uh, I think it's a smart move. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, why, if it's an Asian character, then why do you need... No one really knows who Ed Skirin is. That's true. Yeah, he was in Deadpool. Wow. He was Ajax in Deadpool. He was Francis. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh... I don't know. I thought he, I thought he was taking the high road, even though he did get some flack on Twitter when he was first announced. But I guarantee you, he had no idea what the source material was. Yeah, he probably didn't even until Twitter told it him. Was just a You're not movie. Asian. He's like, that's right. I'm not. <laughs> I should probably not do this. That's probably what he said to himself. He probably spent. He probably. Well, he probably needs the money. He probably spent like a good like five or six hours trying to tape his eyes back. Yeah. And then yeah. he was like, now, you know what, guys? This is a bad this idea. Is, I feel like this is wrong. This is a bad <laughs> idea, guys. Who do you think I am? Mickey Rooney? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, remember that happened? <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a thing. Oh, so racist. Come on, America. Wasn't he... What was that from? Was he like the upstairs neighbor or something? Yeah, I can't rem- remember what movie it's from. Yeah. But it is so racist. Oh, it's so bad. One of the racist things <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like that and John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. <laughs> like, 
Except John Wayne is just John Wayne with a weird mustache. Yep. Like, they just gave John Wayne a Fu Manchu, and they said, he, you're Genghis Khan now. He doesn't even change his accent. He's <laughs> like, well, there, Pilgrim, I'm Genghis Khan. I can't believe I'm here in my homeland of Asia. <laughs> Asia! <laughs> Me being the oriental man I am, think it's a great thing. I'm really proud to be a chink. <laughs> oh, it was a different time. It was a different time. He'd call himself that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah. It turns out somebody will be back in. I bet they'll just have another white actor take his spot, and then he'll just be yeah. like, Fuck. Could have had that money. Because what else is he doing? Nothing. Nah. Getting Deadpool residge? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Is that shit on TBS yet? <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. My health care is going through the roof. <laughs> Can you believe this deductible I got? <laughs> uh, JT, I think we mentioned in an earlier episode, possibly, that... Uh, What's her face? Uh, Adele is rumored to do the Bond 25th uh, movie theme. Reprising. Well, hold on. It was rumored that she would be coming back. I don't know if I said it or I just read it and didn't leave it in last week's news. Yeah. It was on the cutting room floor. Uh, But now a new rumor surfaced that Beyonce, Queen Bee herself, may be doing the... Bond 25 thing. After birthing them twins. Uh, I would like to think Beyonce is a pretty good choice for the Bond Personally, 25. I thought we were pretty bang up. You know, I, I mean, I didn't want to toot her own horn. I'll, we, I'll toot the shit out of it. I mean, we did a great job. Beep, beep. <laughs> we did a great job. Hollywood listening? Yeah, probably. Are they going to... I mean... We would be the problem. Whitewashing Hollywood again, doing yeah. all these songs. It's true. We'd be whitewashing. But we had a pretty... We, had, we were pretty stand-up when it came to a Bond theme. Listen back two episodes ago yeah. when we did it? Shatterhand. <laughs> what a James Bond has a very good health care plan. Shatterhand. I gave myself a mute. Yeah, Beyonce, I could see her doing like a throwback kind of a theme to like the uh, 60s soulful kind of theme that's been going on. Rather than like the new, like updated peppy like versions that have been out in the last few themes. Except for uh, Skyfall, I guess that was a little slower and soulful. Yeah, but that was Adele, you see. It's true. More news, Joel! (laughs) (laughs) This is all great stuff here. Uh, I actually have two weird firing bits of news. Uh Uh-oh. The Simpsons composer, uh, Alf Clausen, has been fired from The Simpsons after 27 years of employment for Fox and under The Simpsons' uh, role. What did he do? He didn't do anything. Did he pull it out? He, <laughs> he took it out. Oh, uh, 
he got a call from uh, Fox exec Richard Sakai and said that they're, quote, looking for a different kind of music for the 29th season starting uh, soon. Fucking Trump, man. <laughs> it's Trump's America right now. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, now, this comes as a shock after I looked into more of uh, Alf Clausen's resume that he has 23 Emmy nominations, two wins for The Simpsons alone, and he's worked on other shows such as, like, The Critic and other uh, Fox-related uh, programming. So it's weird to me that out of nowhere, a Fox exec would call and be like, you're fired. After 27 years of scoring The Simpsons, he's been through the good and bad of it. He must have pulled it out. I don't know. Maybe he's pulling out. Maybe he pulled it out. wanted an extra zero on that paycheck. You got to think of the health insurance rates out there. Right Come now. on. They are through the roof. JT. Come on. Come on. Uh, I found that very surprising. It's well, weird. Alf, want to come over here score our song? You're more than welcome, babe. Yeah. We ain't going to be able to pay you shit, but Not we'll anything. totally take it. <laughs> we could throw a few beers your way. Not promising anything. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. Troy picks a mean beer. I do pick a mean beer, Alf. <laughs> Get over here, Alf. <laughs> uh, another bit of firing news, JT. Kermit the Frog has a new voice actor because of the firing of Steve Whitmire. Who he was, pulled it out. <laughs> he pulled his hand out of Kermit's ass. Oh, no. Uh, he was fired late last year and kept it quiet for like nine months that he was let go from Disney and the Muppets uh, to be replaced by Steve Vogel, uh, who is going to be debuting his uh, Kermit the Frog voice on uh, whatever new project they're going to be doing in the near future. Uh, Steve Whitmire, the uh, person who was let go from Disney and the Muppets, was the only other person ever to voice Kermit other than Jim Henson up until this point. So he's probably the version that kids our age know. Yeah. Now, there is a small, like, one-minute, like, video where they introduce Steve Vogel as the new voice actor. It's v very similar. <laughs> Kermit's voice uh, is very easily imitated. Very true. But Just you go like a different route with it. Oh, I'm Kermit. <laughs> Sound just like him, don't I? <laughs> hey, 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 I'm Kermit. Kermit the uh, frog here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can tell. It's the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh if nobody told you that it's a different voice actor then you wouldn't be able to tell that it's a different voice actor but now that you that i was told and i knew oh, you can no. tell that there's like maybe he hasn't really gotten into the role yet there's no soul behind that puppet <sighs> yet it's dead He's dead in the eyes. He's dead behind those dead eyes of a <laughs> stuffed, of a stuffed hollow felt <laughs> frog. Uh, so that's very interesting because his uh, deal was almost the exact same as Alf Clausen from The Simpsons. He had a call from Disney, just saying they're going in a different direction. You pull it out. You 
pulled it out, man. People need to just stop doing that. Just stop pulling it out. I mean, it's it's a different time now, okay? Well, let me tell you something, Steve. You want to come over here and, uh, I don't we don't really we don't really need puppets. Nah, it's a, this is a very, completely this is a audio very, medium. Very audio. <laughs> I mean, you can do Kermit's voice if you want. Yeah, if you want to come, you want to make Kermit the Frog a, a major part of the, we're probably going to get sued. Well, Maybe we can you, uh, be, uh, Hermit. Hermit the Toad. Hermit the Toad. <laughs> Hermit the uh, Toad here. <laughs> Sing the Rainbow Connection. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Here's my uh, girlfriend, uh, Miss Hoggy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Hermie. <laughs> Maybe Hermie isn't a great hmm. nickname. Uh, last bit of news I have, JT, uh, the 2017 summer movie season, yeah, uh, hasn't been faring too hot. Nope. Uh, the box office is the, for the summer season at least, yeah, has the largest decline in modern history. Yeah. Uh, according to projections, 2017 will only make $3.57 billion dollars. Ugh, that's, uh, that's jump change man. during Ugh. the summer, Woof. which is down fifteen point seven percent from last year. Yeah, well, it seems like a lot of the movies have been spread out this year, though. Yeah, and that was one of the notes that they uh, said in the article I read that now the summer season starts early March. Yeah, and goes to like almost October. Yeah, rather than having it be like Memorial Day through Labor Day, like. Mm-hmm. It's it's really spread out there. Which or even is, November, because like no like Thor comes out like the first weekend of November. Yeah, even yeah, and and Justice then League got, comes out in November too. You got Star Wars in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, in terms of tickets sold, it's the lowest total in twenty five years. And uh, Chelsea was just talking about this this morning. Yeah. And I was like, really? It's the lowest in 25 years and down, like, that much? Because, like, all I could think of was, like, Wonder Woman did Gangbusters. Spider-Man did great. Like, all of these movies in the summer have been... And I'm like, oh, wait. But you think back, and then there's... Like, there's... You think back to, like, other summers where, like, there was, like, a movie that came out, like, every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, every other week. Yeah, 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 pretty much. But... So then it goes on later in the article and says, for every success that there's been in the summer season, there's been two failures. Oh, yeah. Such as Spider-Man Homecoming out, it did great. Yeah. But then for every one of those, there's an Alien Covenant and the Mummy. Yeah. Like, also in the same kind of month or very close by, which did not perform well. Yeah. Even overseas. Except I saw that Alien Covenant... Uh, I'm sorry, the the Mummy... Is doing okay overseas, which may warrant it a sequel, but I doubt it. Well, okay, yeah, there you go. Okay, you, that's what you want for your the the first movie in your big franchise to is be okay, okay, yeah, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, so yeah, did you end up seeing the Mummy? I can't remember if you did or not. I have not. Oh, me neither. I don't ever want to see it. <laughs> don't, not, no way, not. No how. Don't want to see it. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think about uh, the summer 
Summer movie season, JT. Eh. I don't... doesn't really matter to me. Like, like I said, like a lot of the movies that I really liked this year came out like in February and March. Right. Like, yeah, came out really early. Because yeah. they're looking for those other markets where nothing comes out anymore. Yeah. Besides like the graveyard movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So why not put them out there? Who cares? Exactly. Who needs a season? Yeah. Uh, and another article I read that's kind of separately but is like supplemental to this. It's like movie sales have just been going like besides the occasional blockbuster which gets everybody in the theater like your Star mm-hmm. Wars, your Avengers movies, whatever. Yeah. Um any other thing that they're coming out with is just like another franchise, not really original. Mhm. Like, the more original things have been, like, indie movies, which aren't going to get, like, a huge release anyway. They'll get critical success. Yeah. But either they don't have enough money behind them for the marketing, or they're just not in a huge run of theaters that Disney can, you know, spend yeah. to put it in 4,000 theaters or whatever. Yeah. So, the one complaint was, show us something different. Anything different. I mean, you've been saying that for a while. Like, oh, yeah. sure, superhero movies are big now, but show me anything else. Yeah. Give me something different that I would is just interesting, and I can't guess what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, America is following your lead, JT. I, I like to think of myself as a leader <laughs> in, the, in the social market. There you go. So, a lot of it has to do with the production studios. Take more chances, like, on original things. Yeah. Like, I know it's harder to get people behind something they've never heard about before. That's why they keep making Transformers movies. Yeah. Because it's already got a established, nostalgic IP on it. Mm-hmm. But I think sales trends are going to show them that they need something else. I think in, in the, like, the next... There's just something that looks interesting. Yeah. I mean, besides, like, maybe... Well, I don't know. Maybe the Marvel movies will kind of be, like, dwindling out by then. But I'm thinking, like, in the next five years... Yeah. Like, there's going to be... A huge new boom that's coming up, and I don't know what it could be. I'm not that far into it, but yeah. I, in five years, there's going to be something else. Well, like in the 50s and 60s, I think like westerns were kind of like what superhero movies are nowadays, right? And people got sick of westerns. Yeah, but the, I mean, they were around while. for a long they time. Were around for a, yeah, they were around for a while. I mean, 50. That's 20 years <laughs> they yeah. were around until they're just like, oh, another one of these. But because of like. Internet and social media and stuff like that nowadays, like, I feel like trends go by a lot faster than they would have back in those days. Right. Like, back in those days, you saw, like, what, maybe, like, two or three movies mm-hmm. a year. So yeah, and I'm... there wasn't as frequent a releases either. Yeah. yeah. Not as many studios. Mm-hmm. But, uh, then again, like, so that would come out and that would be the only thing you could see. Like, yeah. you, don't, you didn't have... 15 choices at yeah. any given weekend. You have a bunch of fanboys being like, stop making fucking high noon. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of fucking John Wayne all the fucking time. So derivative of that. Give me something else. Sick of stupid dust bowl shit. <laughs> dust bowl shit. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. and I have no like information to even back my claim up. But just going by trends... The way some things are going, I, I have to say, in the next five years, something big is going to be the next big swing. And superhero movies are going to be dwindling. There'll be yeah. the occasional one here or there. But otherwise, I think it's going to be something else. And hopefully it's, like, new projects. Because the yeah. only people, like, making different things right now is, like, Chris Nolan. 
Yeah. And but he's I got mean, enough big, acclaim. Yeah, he's yeah. got enough acclaim where. Yeah. People will see it because it's his name is on it. Yeah. Well, because I, I was uh, listening to like that that uh, cracked movie podcast where they were talking about Chris Nolan. They're like, talking about Chris Nolan this month, and like they're just talking about how fucking nuts of a movie Interstellar is. Yeah. Where it's like over a hundred million dollars and over like two and a half hours long. Right. And it's like there's no way you can get that kind of movie made unless you You're are Chris like, Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Like Steven Spielberg couldn't even get a movie like that made. No, because they were saying Steven Spielberg never got that amount of money for a movie like ever. Mm. I think that might even been for Inception. Like, yeah, Inception Incep- had a huge. Yeah, Inception was huge too. And like even at that time, Steven Spielberg hasn't never had that sort of a budget that no. Chris Nolan had for Inception. That was like his. Yeah. What third? Like I think for Inception and Interstellar, he had to have two different uh, uh, production companies. Yeah. Like Warner Brothers and Legendary. Right. Yeah. But so, I mean, they pay like it paid off. Yeah. And they were heady ideas too, which is great. Yeah. 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 They weren't like attached to like any kind of other property. Mm-hmm. Granted, in between all those, he did a Batman movie. Yeah. To, like, appease crowds or whatever. <laughs> or, like, get good favor in the mass media by, like, well, if you like that, that's going to strengthen my cause to make my fucking weird dream movie that I want to make. Yeah. So. But even if even if you do base your, your film off of, like, another property, as long as you make it something that feels original and different, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And, uh, just if somebody makes a fucking, like... Out of this out of this world Garfield movie, I'll be for it. I'll go see it. Oh, I don't know, Joel. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, nope, it's gone. It's totally gone. Don't know where it is. But uh, yeah, movies, man. They're movies, nuts. Man. They're nuts. Well, that's all the news I got, JT. What do you got? Why you? Well, son of a bitch. Now I'm in the middle of pouring. It's a good pour. Fancy my pouring. It's a good pour. Oh my god, look at that pour. Oh, look at that. Get a nice little creamy head on the top. Look at that. A little bit too much head at the end. Nah, that's alright. Look at that. (sighs) Alright. As you you grunt. Oh, yeah. So, um, as I was, like, looking back and listening to some of our past episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Um... There was an episode where we go on and rant about the uh, new The Wolverine trailer that came out. <laughs> and then we go into a huge, like, Wolverine Origins rant. It was like you, me, and Big Aaron. And <laughs> me doing most of the ranting. <laughs> but then we go into talking about how there's a rumored Deadpool movie in the works. And all of us are shitting all over it. All like we're just like that'll never work. Like it's gonna be garbage. And awesome. then like a year later, Deadpool comes out, and then it's like the biggest fucking thing in the world. Awesome. Just shows how well we know what we we're had our, doing. We had our finger on the pulse. <laughs> and then in the second episode that Big Aaron was in, when he we do the hip hop trivia, yeah. that might have been the drunkest we've ever been. Dude, we got really fucked up that time. 
Holy shit. And it makes sense because, like, Aaron was making us old fashions and yep. Manhattans. And then we had that. Yeah, and then, like, the punishment was they had to, like, take giant swigs of IPA beer. Yeah, which had to be, like, 12% alcohol <laughs> or something like that. Like, you could tell in both of our voices that we are just fucked. We are just. And I'm, like, repeating myself at the end of the episode. <laughs> It was almost embarrassing to listen to. I need to listen to these now. Yeah. But they were good. Like, (laughs) I say they're good. They're good for me to listen back to. But otherwise, like, our show has grown leaps and bounds from what it used to be, man. Borderline unlistenable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Troy, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Got some news on that this week. I guess 20th Century Fox is actually... Going out of its way to really push towards those uh, Academy Award nominations for it. Oh, really? Best yeah. pick? Yeah, even even up as far as best pick. I'm really hoping they find a way to get Andy Serkis in best for best actor. That would be amazing because he fucking deserves it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. <laughs> That's the one that I want the most. I want them at least. At least get them nominated so that they open that that threshold. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. uh, mocap actor could actually win best actor. Right, but he's like the only one doing it. So like, yeah, he should just win an Oscar he anyway. Should. Just for what he did with Planet of the Apes in general, like he took a CG ape and made him one of the most sympathetic characters ever. Right. Did you end up seeing War? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. You and Dinosaur Neil, right? He saw it too. I can't remember. If I don't he know did or if not. he did. Yeah, I have. I have yet to see War. I missed it, but uh, yeah, I really want. And yeah, Circus definitely get it. So if, I mean, if they're doing a push, I mean, that's this is about the only thing they got that's going for 20th Century Fox, right? Am I right? What else do they got? Uh, yeah, I I think so. Yeah, I, don't, I think so. Oh man, <laughs> make that push, bro. Yeah. Hey, they get they get some pretty decent uh, movies out there once in a while. Wolverine. That's true. Yeah. Or I mean, Logan. I knew what you meant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. That'd be good. That'd be good. Get Circus in there, man. Yeah. He just run unopposed. I mean, no. Give him something. Give him somebody to go against. That way, it's not just an uh, like a participation award. You know what I mean? You want him to win Best Actor unopposed? No, not like... Well, I guess I didn't think about Best Actor. <laughs> yes, Best Actor. Yeah. Don't win. He's do- an a- he's I thought acting. you were talking about like people like only in the mocap. Oh, no. Thing. He needs to be Best Actor. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's acting. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all his face. That's all his body movements. Mm-hmm. Get on it, man. Especially with the fact that... Y- you're doing all this wearing a skin-tight bodysuit with, like, green dots on your face. Right. That almost deserves more praise. Right. Because <laughs> he's not even showing... Like, he does all this, and he's... He technically isn't even in the movie. Yeah, like, he has, like, nothing to play off of. He's in a fucking, like, like clean room. Right. With, like, a bunch of, like, cameras, like, studying his facial expressions, and he's, like, playing off, like, these super emotional scenes. Right. And... Yeah, you never get to see his real face. Yeah. So who knows? Give it to him. Give it to him. Come on, Academy. Come on, goddammit, Academy. Open your fucking ears. (laughs) And minds. (laughs) 
Troy, were you a fan of Lord of the Flies? Uh, yeah. I really like that book. It's yeah. really good. I liked it, too. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it in, like, 20 years. Sucks the ass, Maw Piggy. <laughs> no, Warner Brothers is actually looking into making a re- remake of Lord of the Flies. But get this. Okay. Instead of it being an all-boys school, like in the book, it's okay. going to be an all-girls school. All right. I'm fine with it. Sounds good. I'm for it, too. What does it matter if it's boys or girls? Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. They all end up being, like, animals at the end anyway. Yeah. <laughs> how long How long are they on that island? I think it's, like, only, like, a week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> a week? And they go all savage on each other that fast? hmm Jesus. That's the point of it. I thought they were there for men at least, inher- like, a couple months. Men is inherently months. animal. I mean, I get that. But like I thought it would be like a I want to say it's like a week time that they're on that they're on the island. A week? I want to say it's a week. If I'm not going to look somebody, it up. Somebody somebody out somebody there email let us. us know how long they were on that island. Yeah. I want to say that they say it's an it's a week or like they they say like the 7th day like like the adults showed up. Spoilers. <laughs> well, they fucking know. <laughs> It's been a book that's been out forever. It's been out forever. <laughs> Chances are you read it in school. Yeah, it was one of the books that I actually really enjoyed reading in school. Yeah, it's it's up there as one of the ones. I think it's one of the ones that I actually did read. Right. There was a lot of them that I cliff noted. Oh, yeah. In school. Yeah. Thinking about going back to high school and all the fucking work you had to do. Like, get the fuck out of here. No one. Everybody cliffs notes shit. Oh, yeah. It's so nice to be an adult. It really is. <laughs> There's some things that suck about it, but I think back to like how much we had, how much bullshit we had to do in school. Right. And I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, I am so happy I don't have to do that shit anymore. <laughs> Go to a place for eight hours a day and then bring it home with you yeah. to do it another three hours or whatever it is to do other critical studies. I just want to sit down on the couch and stick my hand in my pants. <laughs> And Al Bundy style. Al Bundy style. <laughs> now I feel like I'm pressured into like doing shit. Like not, I don't have like parents sitting down over me being like, "You gotta do your homework first before you do this." But like, fuck no. I, I, I kind of feel like I want to do this first and then do like the other work that I have to do. That's right. Being an adult, you can make that fucking decision. I work hard for my money. But yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Shut up, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call my mom right now. <laughs> Tell her to shut the hell up. <laughs> just call her. She's probably in bed right now. I was going to call her just to tell her to shut up. <laughs> I was sleeping. Shut up, mom. You don't know nothing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big head there, Troy. Mm-hmm. This crocodile beer is dark. <laughs> oh, it's called Zingu Black Beer. Oh. No wonder. It says it's smooth as silk. So far? They're true. <laughs> They're Jeez. true. It's true. Uh, got some Blade Runner 2049 news, Troy. All right. Actually, got a couple better news. Did you hear that they did like a prequel? They're doing like prequel, like small prequel videos to like close in the gap between the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. I did not hear this. They're doing like, I think they're like three short films called like uh, Blade Runner 2036. 
Oh. Which is supposed to like fill in the gaps of like what happens between Blade Runner and the movie. I see. All right. But I'm not going to watch them because I have no idea what the fuck happens with Blade Runner. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but um, we may figure that out in a later episode. Possibly? Possibly. Anyways, Troy, Blade Runner 2049. Yes. They put out the runtime on Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking long. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is it under three hours? Yeah, at least. It's two hours and 32 minutes long. Oh, man. That's too long. That's a long fucking movie. <laughs> the older I get, the shorter I need the movie. Yeah, I don't... Make it a tight 90. Yeah. <laughs> That's anything... If it's any movie comes out now and it's a tight 90 minutes, I'll be like, that was a perfect movie. I, when we wa- when I watched Crocodile D, I was going into it being like, this is probably going to be like two hours. Like, hour 38? I'm good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Like, it got a little bit late. It was like about 9 o'clock or whatever. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm probably going like to wake up late, earlier tomorrow and kind of finish it. Nope. Clean hour 38. I'm good. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, 80s. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, 80s. But yeah, there you go. So, two hours, 38 minutes. Too long. Yep. So, we may review that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So, yeah. 20. It's going to feel like it's going to get done in 2049. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to feel like it, for sure. Uh, Let me see. A lot of the shit you said, so I'm trying to go through. Troy, did you ever watch Bad Boys? I've never seen Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2. Really? Really? I kind of enjoyed them. I hear that they're great, especially yeah. Bad Boys 2 is supposed to be really good. Yeah, from Hot Fuzz. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> other people too. Like, I think uh, Dinosaur Neil and uh, I think even Di- uh, GHD rave about Bad Boy. Not rave, but they're like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Best like, Michael Bay thing he's ever done. Yeah, it, it totally plays into like the, the all of the strengths of Michael Bay. But I like him. But, uh, the for, third one's still happening? That's the thing, though, Troy. <laughs> oh, God damn. Martin Lawrence said in an interview that Bad Boys 3 is pretty much never not going to happen. It's all right. Leave on a high note. Leave a, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to get a good sequel to a movie like this. They got a good sequel. Just leave it at that. Just don't touch it. Don't tarnish it. Yeah. By putting out some subpar yeah. lesser sequel. You can't really top a, a truck throwing boats at you. How do you top that? You can't. A boat chucking trucks, maybe? Go the other way? <laughs> may, well, I don't know. You might. You may have found the. You may have found the formula there, Troy. Gotcha, Michael Bay. You call me. Found, you may have. Call me, Michael. <laughs> call me. Um. Last bit of news, Troy. Uh, we brought up that Joker prequel yeah. origin. That yeah. WB's doing. Yeah. Uh, well, WB also looking into those other properties, of course, fast-tracking a Suicide Squad 2. Fast-tracking? Fast, yeah. They want to make sure it gets out there. <sighs> Jesus. And also putting into development a Joker-Harley Quinn film. Yes, yeah. I knew that. That's the one that's still starring Jared Leto, Yeah. Right? Yep. God damn it. 
what if Jared Leto comes back as a Joker and he plays it completely differently? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's got just give up completely. Yeah, like he got sick of all the. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Where'd we go? Where do we go? Uh, <laughs> we went to a little place called Joe Carroll Sucksville. <laughs> Where the power went out for no reason for like 45 minutes. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> All of Elizabeth, or our town. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> All of small town USA just like lost power lost for, power almost, for an hour. almost an hour. It's like right before you're like, well, if it doesn't come on in the next five minutes, I'm going to head home. And then sure enough. <laughs> They were like, well, we can't, we can't let him go without talking about Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened, but we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> we're back. And we're going right into, you know, it's done. Actually, I got a bit. Oh, my God. God damn. Don't be jumping just because the power went out. I just didn't want any more bad news. Plus, it's been terrible news lately. Just awful. Awful, awful, awful. But in, on the positive note, we got uh, we can listen to Neil's awesome bits theme song. I would I would love it. So uh, to pay homage to this fallen celebrity, let's give us a little bit of a uh, Neil's bits. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's Bits. Here we go. Yep, Neil's Bits. Playing them out. Just bear with us. Still playing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go anywhere, we're still... (laughs) Ah, good song, Neil. Ah, great theme. Great. Great song. Got a number one hit there. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> he's going to fucking hate us. <laughs> oh, he's going to hate us so much. Anyways. <laughs> Troy, de- de- dead at 71. Oh, no. Toby Hooper died Toby this Hooper? past week. Don't know who he is. He is the director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's why there's a ton of Texas Chainsaw stuff going around this week. Yeah. He was I see. Also, I think that he's credited as being the director of Poltergeist. Oh, all right. Even though there's a lot of people that said that that's kind of a bullshit credit and that actually Stephen King directed it because there was a director's strike going on at the time and they could get Toby Hooper to take the credit. Still, he's credited for it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Still, he's credited for it. All right. I guess. But no, Texas Chain- the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, is really good. I've never seen the original one, actually. I like it. Yeah, a lot of people said they yeah. it was pretty creepy. Oh, and from what I've heard, they torture the fuck out of the chick that plays the main... Yeah, we went on about that, uh, like, I think only like a month or so ago, how, like, the two actors in the movie legit hated yeah, each other. Yeah, the brother and sister, who are the last two people remaining hated each other <laughs> so much and you can almost see like the resentment in the way they talk to each other near the end like the like her bro- the guy that plays her brother is supposed to be a guy in a wheelchair too 
and he's just the most annoying fuck. <laughs> like you cannot wait for him to die. It is so uh it's it, it's so good. I highly suggest you check. And there's barely any blood in it either. Oh really? Like it's really not that bloody of a film. Hmm. So it's it's really good. Maybe we should review it one of these days. Yeah, maybe we'll do like what's coming up in October. What do we got? Do a little tribute to Toby Hooper. We only have uh, maybe two things. Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. Maybe close to Halloween we'll do that. Yeah. Do a, do a yeah. little Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because yeah. I think I have it on DVD somewhere. Oh, how about it? I'm into it. But it'd be worth talking about because that fucking wheel ki- wheelchair guy <laughs> is so annoying. He's insufferable. <laughs> He's so... Dude... I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the whole time he's in a wheelchair, and you should feel bad for him because he's just having to roll through these horrible terrains (laughs) or in, like, the backwoods of Texas. And the whole time you're like, I wish it was worse because I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) So, you will be missed. (laughs) Whoever the director... Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. uh, Creator of a... Wonderful, based on a true story. It's not really. They got it. They kind of got through with the true story thing because they said that it was like Ed Gein from Wisconsin. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how they got based on Ed Gein. That's how they got away with the true story thing. They only said it was true story, so they they make freak people out even more. Got it. I didn't know it was based on Ed Gein, or if I heard it before, I've forgotten. Yeah. Huh. Just uh, based on the fact that he would use people's skin for, like, furniture and stuff. Sure. Make a lampshade out of somebody. Yep. Speaking of something dying, there's a skunk there, or something outside. Somebody must have fucking killed a goddamn skunk, like, right outside. <laughs> Jesus. It is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's this studio is gone. It's bonkers. gone to hell. The power went out. Somebody's killing smelly rodents outside damn it (sighs) plus it's done you know it's done you know it's done that's a sounder for every time every time you hear uh gt only have one trailer this time i got quite a few actually so you said it makes me intrigued in what you have okay mind if i get mine out of the way and then you can add to it do it to it uh i have a trailer called killing gunther uh yeah directorial debut of Taron Killam. Yeah. Uh, from Saturday Night Live fame. Uh, also starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, as well as more SNL alumni. Mm-hmm. Bobby Moynihan's one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bobby Moe's in there. Uh, CC from New Girl is in it. Oh, that really? Oh, I didn't She's like the hot chick who's the sniper. I think that's Cece. Oh, CC. sweet. I don't remember what her real name is. Um, but, uh, and then, uh, a bunch of other people as well. I, from the thumbnail and the title of the, I thought it was going to be just another Schwarzenegger flick, like trying to recapture his glory days, like as a, like a legit action movie. Yeah. Totally like a cheesecake comedy, like assassin movie. It looks like a spoof on like crazy, that crazy eight or whatever, where like they try and, Hire a bunch of assassins to kill one person. Right. And every, all, like, Taron Killen and, like, all these other people are trying to, like, kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's, like, the best assassin in the world or yeah. something. And, like, Arnold's just mopping the floor with them all. <laughs> yeah. And, like, everybody's got their crazy, like, 
one skill like Bobby Moynihan's like the demolition expert and like <laughs> the chick from New Girl is like a sniper yeah and uh, some guy has like a robot arm <laughs> I have no idea what's going on there's just when I saw this trailer, the one scene that where I was just nonstop laughing is just them running down a street while every car behind them just keeps <laughs> blowing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why it it ruined me. Like there's a scene, is it over? And then like more cars start blowing up, and they're just like, just like. Oh uh, yeah, I I'm definitely gonna try to catch this one. Yeah, I want to see it. Great. It looks like it has potential to be pretty funny. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. Taryn, don't fuck it up. Don't disappoint us, <laughs> Taryn. <laughs> Taryn. But that's all. That's all I got. Killing Gunther. Little uh, little trivia note. You know that Taryn Killam is actually married to Colby Smulders. I did know that. It's a little trivia nugget out there for all you. People. That was extra for all the listeners out there. Yeah, you didn't have to pay for it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of kind of stuff you get from the Review Review podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the pulse, like we said before. It felt like I said it an hour and a half ago because I did, but we're on the pulse. Uh, Troy, the writer and director of Bone Tomahawk, okay, came out with a trailer for a movie called Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine, where Vince Vaughn, yeah, plays like a bald like convict, yeah. I saw a little. I didn't see the whole trailer. I saw a little bit of this. It looks like, nuts. Yeah, he looks like it looks like something Vince Vaughn has never done. That could be good for him. Yeah, or bad. <laughs> like I don't know really how to take it, but he's like he's bald. And he's got this big tattoo on the back of his head. Hmm. What's the tattoo of? I think it's a cross. Ah. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, it looks crazy. Okay. I don't know. I, I kind of want to check it out just to see, like, Vince Vaughn doing something completely different. Yeah. He's done serious stuff. Right? Yeah. Well, he did... Uh, he, now that I said I'm like, I better back this up. Well, he did that second season of True Detective. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was a thing, but... um, He wasn't terrible in it. Just the season itself was bad. It was just, yeah, it just didn't it know where it didn't place. know where it was going. Nah, but I'm curious to see what he does with it. Yeah, I'm curious. I saw like a, only a chunk of the trailer with no sound, so I I have nothing to gauge except for Vince Vaughn being bald. That's all. Yeah, he's bald and he's scary. Sporting a tat. Sporting a tat on, the, on, on his head. Uh, they came out with the first teaser trailer for Super Troopers 2 mm. this past week, too. Um, oh, God. I hope <laughs> it's good. I already feel a shred of doubt in your voice. Man, it just looks like they're doing the same shit from the first movie. But, like, right now, it, instead of, like, it be feeling, like, fresh and original, it just seems... Dated. Like a bunch of, like, older dudes trying to, like, get their recapture yeah something. recapture what they did before Ugh. like they do like they almost like redo the entire scene with jim gaff again again where he was like didn't i see you guys before oh, God. He was like, and he's like oh what are you gonna do to me meow <laughs> like fuck oh fuck yeah i hopefully they turn the tables on him and just shoot him yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll see. Maybe this is just like a couple things to kind of like cap that like get people being like, remember the funny things that we did? Yeah. But there was like a couple scenes. There was like that, and then there was like a scene where like they're like trying to shave rabbits' balls. But then they're like, oh, I don't want to shave your balls. Do you want to shave his balls? Oh, I don't want to shave his balls. I'm like, I just. <laughs> nah. <laughs> come on. I am not. Yeah. Just from what you said, I'm like lost almost all interest in it. Yeah, I hope this isn't like a. I, I really want to like this. But... Yeah. I really like those guys. Yeah. Okay. Give me another bear fucker scene. Okay. (laughs) I... I never thought that Super Troopers ever needed a sequel. Like... It doesn't. Anything that they've ever done, I don't think it warrants a sequel. Yeah. I think what they did in that is just enough. Yes. And if you try and draw it out anymore, it's just gonna... It's gonna feel... Especially at this point in time, where that was like, what, like, made like ten years ago... It's yeah. going to feel super dated, and yeah. it's just going to feel like like a fucking cash grab. Yeah. And the fact that, like, they made Beer Fest after, and it's, like, I mean, it's not the same movie, but it's, like, similar. Beer Fest has some moments, though. I know. I didn't say I hated yeah. it. I'm just saying, like, it's similar to enough to Super Troopers, where if you wanted more, but it it's not the same thing, it's exactly what you needed. But I don't need another Super Troopers. Or I, I don't need another Beer Fest either. Yeah. When they tease that of being at, like, Weed Fest or whatever it was going to be at the end of it. You know, yeah. when they meet up with Willie oh, Nelson. Yeah. I didn't need that. I think that'd be less funny than Beer <laughs> Fest. <laughs> yeah. But then that Club Dread, which I wasn't a big fan of Club Dread. I never saw Club Dread. It's not that good. That Bill like Paxson's a, in it. Was that their first one that they did? That was the one they did I think that was the one they did after Super Troopers. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Club Dread they did first. No, it was... Uh, I think they did Super Troopers and they did Club Dread. Because I remember I saw Club Dread and I was like, yeah, it's not as good. Hmm. Then they did Beer Fest and then I was like, a little bit more back on board. I'm going to look this up. But there you go. Super Troopers 2 coming out 420, bro, <laughs> next year. Um, next thing... uh. Black Mirror put out a little bit of a stinger for their uh, next yeah, season. I uh, I saw that they had a little. I didn't watch it though. I kind of want to just. They give like see it as it comes. They give like a uh, like a few like like two or three small clips, like like a few clips like for all their up. Ep- I think they only come out with six episodes for the next season, and um, like the. If you watch the trailer, the titles are Crocodile, Archangel, Hang the DJ, USS Callister, Metalhead, and Black Museum. Hmm. And uh, the USS Callister one looks like a, it looks like kind of like a like a Star Trek kind of feel to it. I heard they were gonna do like a weird, like far out spacey one. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like. A I lot know. of them. I, I want to see what they do with it. Oh yeah, it me looks too. like super CG. Like there's only like two or three scenes they showed from it, but it's very, it is very out there. Because mm. all of them have been more or less based on like semi grounded yeah. material. Yeah, mildly grounded. Yeah. 
So, like, if for them to, like, go far out into, like, a, a space-like... But maybe that's just a... It could be, like, a scenario, like, um, uh, the... What was the one where it was, like, in the 80s? The San Junipero? Season. Yeah, it could be kind of like that, where it, it morphs into, like, something that's, like... Right. Kind of a amalgamation of right. just a bunch of sinister st- shit just based off of that. Yeah, the trailers kind of throw you off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Who knows? I'm trying to keep my... Di- I, like... I hold Black Mirror in, like, a high regard, so I'm trying to distance yeah. myself from any, like, pro- promo material. Mm-hmm. But you're right, Joel. Club Dread did come after Super Troopers. See? I know my shit. Three years after, to be precise. I know my shit. So, yeah, I'm not sure when Season 4 comes out, but expect us to do a show on it. Yeah. Probably when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Have a, Maybe it's have us having another fight over it like we did last time. <laughs> we got really heated. Did we? Yeah. I don't know what it was about, but I remember us just like getting like super frustrated because we thought of about this like different things about one scene in particular. Mm. Was it about the uh that first episode? I think it was. With Bryce Dallas Howard yeah, in it. Yeah. Where you like you got like super you were just like you thought it was I like I didn't uh, care for it as much yeah. and you were and you liked Yeah. Yeah, we got pretty heated about it. So we'll see We'll see if Black Mirror tears us apart even more. Oh, God. We're if, just going to act. If Batman v Superman couldn't do it, JT. Black Mirror's going to sure as hell try. <laughs> uh, my last trailer, Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Oscar award season, all those movies are just on the horizon. Yep. So they're going to start putting trailers out for them. Yep. One that's probably definitely going to be trying to get that Oscar... Academy Award attention is a new film by Richard Linklater. Okay. Called Last Flag Flying. It's got Steve Carell. All right. Brian Cranston and Lawrence Fishburne in it. Jesus. Heavy hitters. Where Brian Cranston plays like he looks like a mildly like a uh, kind of like an alcoholic. Okay. But like a functional alcoholic. Okay. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne is, like, a guy that, like, partied with him back in the day, but now he's, like, a priest. Okay. And uh, they're traveling with Steve Carell to, like, pick up the, uh, to, like, attend, like, the funeral of his son who, like, died in, like, Iraq. All right. And it's kind of, like, they don't really, I don't know what, how much the story is. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's just, like, a road trip between the three of them. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. It looks like a... Like a run-of-the-mill, like, Oscar-worthy, like, drama. but Oscar bait? It could very well be Oscar bait. It's by Amazon Studios. Okay. Which they did Manchester by the Sea, which I was a big fan of. Yeah. So we'll see. But there's enough good actors in this that I'm looking forward to it. And it yeah. looks like Steve Carell's doing a, a, a more dramatic... He's definitely trying to get that Oscar this year. Okay. He's been doing a lot of dramatic roles. Yeah. Like, well, more of them anyway. Yeah. Not a lot, but. He's doing a dramatic role that doesn't involve him wearing a prosthetic nose. Yeah. Like as John DuPont. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, we'll see. Last Flag Flying. I'm okay. going to, I'm probably want to check this out when it comes out in the theaters. All right. Amazon did it last year. They did. So. Don't. Look out, boy. Count out Amazon yet. Uh, is that all you got, JT? 
That's all I got. Oh my god! Then that brings us <laughs> back. I see you quivering with anticipation. To 1986, JT. Not just 1986. Does that mean three of the movies that we reviewed were from 1986? Three of the four? I thought it was just two of them. Top Gun and Crocodile Dundee for, were from 86. I thought um I thought Big Trouble in Little China was from 86 too. Uh, remember we brought up that yes, oh it's it not going to be number one. Yes, it was. So this is like <laughs> we picked a lot of 1986 films this this time around. Yes, three out of the four were three out of the four were 1986. The only other one was 1982, and that was E.T. <laughs> it was a good year for film. It's a good year for people being born. This guy, 1986, right here, almost on the cusp. <sighs> yes, I was on the March March of the next year. I was on the tail end, 86. Not that, uh, to downplay it any. <laughs> the April 24th, 1986, Crocodile Dundee debuts Didn't in... Didn't even give him a summer release. In Australia. Oh! That's right. It gained such a following down under that in September 26th of the same year, American Shores... Got to taste of what Paul Hogan was cooking <laughs> in Crocodile Dundee. What you gonna do, brother? When Paul Hogan <laughs> runs, runs wild <laughs> on your ass. Um, with a budget of eight point eight million dollars, some of it funded by the Australian government. I'm gonna say there's some pretty lavish, like surroundings they put themselves in for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestically in America and made $174.8 million. Jesus. Worldwide, it's made $328.2 million. On like $8 million budget. Yes. Jesus Christ. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 90%. IMDb has it at a 6.5 out of 10. Jeez. Quite a... Quite a drop. That is a difference. Yeah. Usually IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are pretty close. Right. Uh, but I, I don't have a third rating this time. I don't oh, have a third. That's right. I would have uh, done it as our power was out. But my Wi-Fi was also out. And I go, shit service in my house. My wi My Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more T-Facts for you, JT. Hmm. Uh, Crocodile Dundee was the second highest grossing film domestic and worldwide in 1986. So we picked it number one and number two. Yes. The only film to beat it was Top Gun in that year. (laughs) Crocodile Dundee fared better than Platoon in 1986. Uh, It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars. What? Yes, it won Best Actor in a Motion Picture for Musical Comedy at the Golden Globes for Paul see, Hogan. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, it won Best Music at the BMI Film and TV Awards. It's like the British music yeah. industry or something like that. Um, and little uh, uh, background on the making of the movie as well. It was based on the real-life person of a man named rod ansel he's famous for having his boat capsize in australia 
and he survived two months in the wilderness by like just fucking sleeping on the ground and drinking cow's blood and killing crocodiles and stuff. God. When uh, he finally made it back to civilization, like he had a hard time acclimating back to society because he like lived in the wilderness and had to survive for like two straight months. Yeah. And so like that's what Paul Hogan got the idea from like his when he w- came back to like civilization like he was offered a hotel room but he slept on the floor yeah and like Paul Hogan found that like that aspect of him because the outside world for that short amount of time changed him so much that's what he got the idea for Crocodile Dundee from yeah and so it may have gone well for Paul Hogan didn't go well for Paul Ansel. Yeah. Let me follow up on that a oh, little bit. Oh shit. <laughs> Paul Ansel or I'm sorry, Rod Ansel uh didn't see any money from the making of this film. Um because of this uh stress of this uh his marriage fell apart. His he developed a drug habit. Uh that got so bad he ended up in a police shootout where he what? shot and murdered a police officer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, this should have been the sequel. <laughs> and since then has just uh, been rotting in a prison for for the rest of his life. I can't. I, can't, I think he might have also passed by it by this point. Crocodile Lundee. Um, <laughs> another fun fact about the Ansel family is that the Hemsworths are also related to Rod Ansel. So, the Hemsworths are looking to make a Crocodile Dundee sequel with Chris Hemsworth being Crocodile Dundee and having it being based on Rod Ansel's life. That's a rumor that I found when I was doing research on the movie. God. Yeah. The Hemsworths. Four. Himself is looking to be Crocodile Dundee. Possibly. Allegedly. I don't know. He could pull it off, I think. I think it would I think it could work. Yeah. I think it would work. Get uh I don't know, Liam Hemsworth is a little bit slimmer figure. Maybe But he's a terrible actor. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired, Liam. Uh Take it, Liam. (laughs) Uh that's Pretty much all I got for facts about Crocodile Dundee right off the top. Those pretty striking facts. Strange, striking <laughs> facts, right? It also, uh, in its theatrical run, went eight weeks in a row at being the number one movie Jesus. In, the, in the country. Man. Yeah. So, it hit the world by storm. The world did. by storm, JT. It did. Uh, so, if I could ask... Yeah. What happened in Crocodile Dundee? Well, uh, we follow a, a young reporter named Sue? Yeah. Sue something. I don't remember her last name. Yeah. Either, but her name Sue. is Sue. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets wind of a story of a man who uh, was bitten in the leg, or his leg was taken off by a shark, or a, a crocodile, <laughs> in... The outback of Australia. Yes. And was able to crawl back into civilization, like, what they say it was, like a week or two weeks or something? Yeah. And he was out in the wilderness? Yeah. 
And so she needs to find this guy that did this. So she goes and finds old Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> and she he takes her on the on the quest that he went on when uh he was nursing his leg back to health. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, sparks might be flying oh between these two oh my. to the point where she might even convince him to go check out her outback <laughs> in the good old New York City. That's right. And see what what uh, problems and troubles may arise in that jungle. It's uh, about... Almost two fish out of water stories yeah. in one movie. Come KT. on! What more could you ask for? What more? Very good. Very good. I'm just going to give you some background now. This movie I had on V. Well, my family had this and Crocodile Dignity 2 yeah. on VHS yeah. through my entire life. <laughs> So, so this, this is like played one of those ones where, a lot. Yeah, this is for our younger listeners. This is back when, like your fa- like your family had like maybe five or six VHSs, <laughs> and that that's like what you watched for the prime like for the most of your life. <laughs> like when there's not when there wasn't anything on TV, you picked one of the five VHSs that you had <laughs> in your in your in your. Uh, repertoire yeah. but you guys had a lot i remember yeah my dad is really into movies so he would buy some pretty regularly yeah. so we had a, a large collection i remember of having like sleepovers at your house and you guys had like you almost had like two walls of like right? vhs's where i was like jesus yeah it's staggering how many that I was... And they're so big that it took up so much room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that whole door was just covered in tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the wall behind that. And then we had tubs right beside it of VHS tapes. God yeah, damn. Yeah. My dad loves movies. He still goes out and buys like a couple of DVDs like every other week. Anything that's new, he just gets. Oh. We should get your dad on here once. That'd be great. Like review something... That, like, something that he, like, really likes. Yes. Or something that he just doesn't like. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> Which good, too. Be even better. That'd be good, too. <laughs> uh, but, so, needless to say, you probably know my thoughts about Crocodile Dundee right Oh, on. yeah. But, let's just talk about the movie anyway. Okay. Since this movie did come out 30 years ago. Yeah. We're going to talk about it pretty openly. If you haven't seen it by now, just... See Just it. go see it. It's a cultural Even milestone. if it's spoiled for you, there's not really much we can spoil. Right. It pretty much... It's a pretty simple story. It's pretty, like, down to the bare essentials in terms of, like, a f- movie formula. Yes. And it's a sweet, brisk 138 minutes long. Ugh. Gotta love it. <laughs> oh, baby! Gotta love it. Love it! Uh, So, Paul Hogan... Yeah. Makes Crocodile Dundee, puts him in the limelight of American cinemas nationwide. Yeah. This, this and this is, like is the a, only thing, this is the only thing I really know Paul Hogan for. Has he really played anything else? He, okay, okay because I was looking at trivia before you came over. <laughs> he had a TV series, I can't remember what the TV series was called in Australia. And so when he had the idea to make this movie, he raised... A chunk of money. The Australian government also gave him some money. Yeah, they're one of those places where they, like, actually will do that shit. Yeah. Um, And and ended up going off without a hitch. Like, 
this movie is so well regarded in Australia that it's made like the like movie Hall of Fame in Australia down there. Um, and then he made a direct sequel, Crocodile Dundee 2, uh, a couple years after it. And then he had like a series of bombs. Uh, he actually was supposed to be uh, in Ghost. Like really? Yeah, he was in. He was like the Patrick Swayze spot in Ghost, and he turned it down to make another movie where he could have, I think, like more, uh, like producer credits. And it was also ironically a ghost movie where he played a ghost in it, and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and everyone remembers Ghosts, and nobody remembers that other movie that he did. He also did Flipper. Uh, that came out around, like, 98, maybe? Oh, maybe, maybe closer to 2000. He was in another movie that I don't remember, and then he tried to make Crocodile Dundee 3, which I hear was abysmal. Yeah. And he tried to do some sneaky shit where... He yeah. tried to, there's a whole how I did this get some, made Yeah, episode. I heard some shit about this where, like, Paul Hogan was, like, a total asshole. Like, he, like, tried to, like, he did, like, one or two things in, on, like, the script and then tried to make himself, like, the primary writer on it. Right. So he could make more money off of it. Yeah. He tried to do that with a lot of roles <clears throat> in the movie. Like, he tried to be the producer, tried to get director credit, I think, act in it, obviously, and a writer credit. Because all of those would have given him a separate paycheck yeah. from the movie. <laughs> and, like, there's a whole How Does This Get Made about Crocodile Dundee 3 where they actually interview a guy that was in Crocodile Dundee 3 yeah. and talk shit about Paul Hogan. Yeah. Like, crazy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, like, he's supposed to be, like, a huge dick. Yeah. And granted, he did write Crocodile Dundee 1 and a lot of 2, and those are the best ones. So, like, I have a hard time, like, talking shit about Paul Hogan. Plus, like, in this movie and in 2, he reminds me a lot of my dad. That's, that's exactly what I thought when I was watching the first <laughs> okay, one. right? I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it's his leathery skin and, like, yeah, his like tight he's dad got, like, that, jeans. Yeah, yeah, like, he's got, like, that, he's got, like, the build of your dad. Yeah. Like, he looks like... He's got, like, the same, like, figure as your dad. Yeah. And, yeah, he's got, like, that leathery skin, and he just looks, like, he just, like... <laughs> leathery skin. And he, like... But he does. Yeah, but he, like, puts himself in scenarios where... I've seen your dad do this, where, like, he just puts himself in scenarios where it's just, like... Ah! Yeah, he just plays it cool. Yeah, like, he just, like... <laughs> like, he puts himself in scenarios where you're, like, oh, shit. Like, what what's he gonna do? And then, like, not only does he get out of it, but he gets goes out of it with people being, like... Oh, man, I like you more now. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I was going to sound crazy be like, he reminds me of a bit of my dad, but thank you for the confirmation because that means I'm yeah. not crazy. If anyone else knows my dad, let me know. No, oh, yeah. It's spot on. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, my, minus the, the mild racism and sexism. It was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> I'll get into that more. No, please, because I haven't as a note in my notes right now. <laughs> Uh, this movie actually has a few different cuts. Um, there is a more, the Australian cut is the most unedited. It's actually like three or maybe it's like six minutes longer 
that has <laughs> it's three hours long. Yeah, no, it's it's like six minutes longer, and it's got just more character development in the first act while they're in Australia. Yeah, and I think they don't bleep out a few of the curse words or change them. Yeah, but that's like very minor because in the in the American cut, they bleep out a fuck and say screw instead. Yeah, and it's you only get one fuck in a PG thirteen, right? And so uh, it's like one of the parts where. He comes up to, like, the two prostitutes, and the pimp comes up, and he's like, Hey, are you going to screw these girls or not? <laughs> but you can see his mouth just says, fuck. <laughs> like, it's just a it, it's just a blatant mute over that fuck and say, yeah. screw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> also, as soon as this movie starts... Like, Crocodile Dundee isn't even in this for, like, the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. But, like, the first opening scene where it's just the, uh, after you meet Sue and you know that she's going to go to Australia to meet Crocodile Dundee, that helicopter, like, comes over the Australian outback. Yeah. And the freaking theme song comes in. I fucking love the Crocodile Dundee theme song. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's so unique. Just yeah. to Crocodile Dundee, it's n- yeah, you un- totally like unique sounding. Yeah, like it's it's upbeat, but it also has like that weird like tension kind of like <laughs> right to it where you're like, oh, this is it's odd, but I'm digging it. It's got like like uh like uh like primal like a a primal drum beat to it. Yeah, and then it feels like it comes in with like actual uh, Australian instruments. Yeah. Like, or it sounds... Is there a didgeridoo in there or something? Like, very... Well, I think it does has, like, the... Wow, I But I love that theme song. Yeah. Like, it's strict. Like, it can't be confused with anything else. Yeah. It's so Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Um, also, I love Crocodile Dundee because it is of its time. And some of it is not cool for today. <laughs> <laughs> like... Are you going to talk about the bar scene? Oh, yeah. There's the uh, the uh, transgender person. Yeah. Or, or not the yeah. transgender, I guess, but just like the, the cross-dresser. Part of the way through this, I thought like, I feel like, uh, like a lot of like alt right people see themselves as Crocodile Dundee. Oof. Where they like <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good. Well, no, about no, no, no. Where they like, where like, no, like, <laughs> where like they like see it as like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like cut a few jokes here and there that like point out how people are different than me, and then everyone's gonna be like, yeah, they totally are, and they high five me. <laughs> like that's what I got that feeling watching this. Where like. Anytime he comes across, like, a black person, he asks what tribe they're from. Yeah. And you're like, woof. Like, there's no way. There's there's no way someone, like, because poor Reginald Vell Johnson in this. (laughs) Like, there's so many scenes where Paul Hogan's asking him what tribe he's part of, and he's just like, I ain't from no tribe. I'm not part of a tribe. (laughs) But then at one party, throws, like, that back of the limo like a boomerang. Yes, and I'm like, oh, dude, Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> there was one scene in this where like I wish he got more work because he is so yep. fucking good in this. Yeah, <laughs> there's one scene in this where like, uh, they're going to like uh like uh her uh Sue's dad's uh mansion party. Right, and like the dogs start running up and like uh, Crocodile <laughs> Dundee like tames them, and like 
Reginald Bell Johnson does this fucking awesome scene where he's like, <laughs> and like walks up towards the dogs, and there's like a slight growl, and he just like <laughs> turns around and walks back to the limo. Yeah. And I was like laughing hysterically. Like I almost woke Molly up. Like it made me laugh so much. Oh, <laughs> he like shit. not even changing his facial expression. He's just like walking towards the dogs. Like he's gonna pet him, and then they let out like a slight growl, and he turns right back around and gets in the limo. <laughs> I was like losing my shit. I'm like, God damn it, Reginald Vell Johnson needs more work. Fucking oh, Carl Winslow, so great. Excuse me. Um, and then uh, it's okay. So this movie's so of its time. The most 80s thing in this movie is when they go, him and Sue go to that party when they end up going to New York. Yeah. And, like, that guy's I, doing coke. I love that whole party scene. Like, so do everything, I. It's... Everything in that party scene, like, it's just more and more stuff where I'm just getting more entertained. <laughs> and this is, like, pretty late on in, like, the yeah. second act or whatever. But, like, it's I was watching it this time, I'm like, this is the most 80s thing I've seen in a while. Because, like, 80s yeah. music is blasting. Yeah. Everybody's got, like, some wild fucking outfit they're wearing. Yeah, like, he blends in perfectly. Like, because yeah, no crazy. one, no one, like, bats an eye when he walks in wearing, like, a fucking snakeskin vest and, like, a fucking <laughs> crocodile tooth hat. Because everyone else is wearing shit Just even weird, weirder than that. <laughs> Like, he looks normal compared to everybody at this party. Yeah. And everything that he, like, everything that plays out in this party, I'm, like, losing my shit over. <laughs> like, when he rolls his own cigarette and then, like, he, like, starts smoking off it and then some chick, like, takes it out of his mouth and, like, does, like, that's some good shit. <laughs> and then all he does is just, like, smells it and says, and, like, mouths shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> she obviously thought it was a joint. Yeah. But, like... If she smoked it, wouldn't she know that it's not weed? I want to see. I want to see the added on scene where it's like two weeks later and she starts smoking cigarettes for no reason. Where she's just like, I just love nicotine for no reason. I don't know why. And then that freaking uh, guy, that guy, the totally pathetic looking guy. He looks like Droopy Dog if he was a person. In the kitchen, trying to do blow. Yeah. <laughs> he did look like Droopy Dog. <laughs> like, I, I do not blame Crocodile Dundee for thinking he had a cold, because he looks like he had a... Like, yeah. there's... N I, Straight I've, flu. Yeah. There's... N yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think Coke makes you makes your eyes look that droopy. <laughs> mm. Anyway, love that scene. Yeah. Let's... Or he just dumps all the Coke in, like, a fucking hot tub of water and then puts his <laughs> towel over his head <laughs> just like just yeah, breathe that in, just breathe in for like 10 minutes <laughs> you feel rot as rain so um what <laughs> we we were doing quotes even before we got back on the air here where the <laughs> where uh they were in the bar right in the very beginning with donk with donk <laughs> And fucking that one just asshole guy when um, Sue uh, finally meets him in the bar in uh, uh, what the fuck is the town name? That doesn't matter. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, hey, Mick, where can you shoot a bloody crock around here? 
And his buddies are all like fucking chumming him up or whatever. How should I know? Shit for brains. <laughs> his comeback is just calling him a shit for brains. The guy's like, oh, fuck. He totally got me. He got me. <laughs> Called me a shit for brains. I got nothing. And then, so then he gets up and tries to like argue with him. And then Crocodile DG just knocks his fucking ass out yeah. with one punch. And then, like, and then he explains that the reason he did it was that he doesn't like a woman cursing. He doesn't like him <laughs> cursing in front of a woman, which he didn't curse. Mick cursed <laughs> for saying shit, shit for, bra- for brains. Because <laughs> all that the other guy said was, you bloody poacher. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mick's which, got is shit. he a poacher? I, I think he is, but I can't tell. Because yeah. when they go and visit his boat, like, yes, it has a big crocodile bite in it. And it's got bullet casings in it. Yeah. But I can't tell, like, if he was out there actually hunting crocodiles or he was... I think he was shooting at crocodile poachers. Because there's that scene where those guys are shooting at kangaroos. Yeah, but... And then he fires at him with a fucking... <laughs> with a fucking kangaroo dummy he calls Hoppy or some <laughs> shit like that. Skippy. Skippy, yeah. <laughs> Good shooting it. Yeah. Go get him, Skippy. <laughs> but he says in the movie that it's not illegal to shoot kangaroos. Because, like, yeah. Sue gets all, like, worried. He's like, oh, isn't that bad? He's like, it's not illegal. Yeah. And so they're just having a little fun. <laughs> yeah. Killing animals. <laughs> I, I, he might be, because he's, he's very nonchalant about killing crocodiles in this. Yeah, but it's very ambiguous, because it doesn't really say. Yeah. Because, like, he could be, but he can also just been, like, trying to protect himself if a crocodile was yeah. coming up on his shit. I don't I know. know. I, it's something I kind of wish they would have dug more into. Like, that whole other side of him where it's like, yeah, he's a le- likable guy, but he also could very well be a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, because he's very nonchalant about a lot of things. Yeah. And that's also what, that's what makes him likable, but that's what also could be like a part of him where he could actually like that's how he could like talk himself into being like well one of god's creatures why not <laughs> i guess i don't make I, a living right <laughs> i th- i like that he, he it's almost like a like a a weird take on like a like a tarzan kind of a story where he's yeah. like totally abandoned by all of civilization, and he ends up meeting with, like, at this... Well, at this, it's, like, Aborigines. So, like, he totally yeah. learns this new lifestyle of an outsider learning this style yeah. of, like, living, where he, like, learns to live of the land, and they, he doesn't own it. Mm-hmm. But, like, like there's a quote in it where he's like, see that rock formation up there? That'll, that's been here for 10,000 years, and it'll be here 10,000 years after yeah. I die. So how can you say you own that? Yeah, he has like a cool line where it's like it's like the fleas arguing who owns the dog they're living on. Right. I'm like, <laughs> man, just wisdom spewing yeah. out of Mick Dundee right now. Um, what do you think of uh, Sue Carlton in this? I did not like Sue or Sue Charlton. Sorry, really, I don't like Sue. She the whole time she she. Like, uh, even before they introduced the fact that her dad is super rich, she just struck me as, like, uh, a stuck-up rich girl where she's like, ah, I'm on an adventure. And Mm. then, like, she just kind of... Because, like, she strings, like, Mick along so long 
up until the point where she was like, yeah, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. But the, even that's ambiguous where they don't really see her break up with the guy. It's just her shows up. That she just shows up at the train station. She's like, "Yeah, I want you to stay because I love you." Like for all I know, she's still stringing along. What's his face, uh, Richard? No, she definitely says to her dad for the hotel, "Like, are you sure you know what you're doing?" Yes. And so I'm fairly certain she, like, is just breaking it full off with Richard. Yeah, but I, I feel like she's getting into a situation that she's. She's, like, on the outskirts of that seems exciting, but it's not what she wants. Sure. Granted, well, no, granted I, probably in Crocodile Dundee 2, they're still together, and it's, like, a fucking happy thing. But just based off of this one movie, it feels like, like, there's so much of it where she was, like, like, when she's with Richard, she's like, oh, I'm happy being rich and fun and doing this stuff. And then when she's with Mick, she's like, oh, but you're so dangerous. I don't see it like that, because, like, yeah, she is probably, like, a spoiled rich girl or whatever. Yeah. And she gets, a, like, only in the 80s or any time before the current time, like, a newspaper could afford to fly people around the world for travel pieces. My God. <laughs> they put, they put, like, Mick in a fucking, like, suite of, like, a five-star <laughs> hotel. Right. And I'm like, a paper did this? <laughs> yeah. Like, what else are you going to write about Crocodile Dundee that in- institutes putting him in a five-star hotel suite? I don't know. Just that fish-out-of-water story, I guess, brah. The one that Jesus. we're living right as we're watching Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> uh, so, I, I actually... And I like Sue in this movie, because she's got, like, an arc where she is... You find out she was previously married, who you see that person at the beginning of Crocodile Dundee 2. Oh, okay. Um, and then you find out that she is betrothed to, like, a snobby kind of asshole. Like, a real 80s snobby asshole. He's one of those guys where, like, the minute you meet him, you're like, why are you with him? Yeah, that's exactly... Like, like there's a whole lot of movies like that where, like... Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm dating somebody. And then you meet them and you're like, why are you dating them? <laughs> There's so many. Like, it's like a those. weird thing. Like, I think if she b- was brought up, like, as kind of a rich girl, like, Richard's character wouldn't be so weird, I don't think. But in contrast to Crocodile Dundee, yeah. it's night and day. Like, of course you see, like, how pompous he is. But before, I could see, like, how... Because he's not really... I could see him not necessarily being a dick until Mick Dundee comes, like, to New York. Where he's kind of yeah. like, what's going on here? He's approaching on my girl! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there was, like, one scene where I was like, I wish they, they would have played more with that, where, like, they have, like, this inside joke with each other. Where, like, he gets her to, like, eat a bunch of bugs and shit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, tastes like shit. <laughs> something like that. You could live on it, but yeah. it tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where, like, I, I like that whole, like, uh, between them. But, like, it felt like he was acting like a dick to, to uh, like, Dundee, like, even before that. Like, I would have liked it more where, like, he was being an asshole more to him after that. Where it's like, oh, now I feel that you're you're moving in on her. Now I gotta reestablish my dominance and show, like, 
why she loves being with me. And then that's when he's like, oh, why don't you order for us when, like, the whole menu's in Italian and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that, but it felt like he was a dick, like, the minute they got off the plane. Sure. And then, like, I don't know. Like, when they were in Australia, like, it already felt like they were starting to establish a relationship. Like, him and, like, uh, Mick and Sue were, like, yeah. starting to develop this relationship. And then the minute she got off the plane, she's just like, oh, Richard. And I'm like... Yeah, that was, like, the one thing where, I'm like, <laughs> I, I noticed on this watch, too, and I'm like, oh, she's falling for Mick, like, pretty fast. Yeah. But I know that she's got a, f- like, not a fiancé yet, but, like, a pretty heavy boyfriend back in New York. Yeah. And he's calling her a lot. <laughs> yeah. And there's never really a situation that they show up until the very end where it looks like she's falling out of love with him. Like, she's still kind of on board with him. But then she, when she gets with Mick, she's like, oh, you're just so different. And I just love being around you. And then they'll make out. And then, like, later, like, Richard will be. And then, like, the next scene is, like, them at, like, the mansion where, like, he proposes. And then she's not, like... She doesn't really have a look on her face where she's like, I don't know. She's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, it, like it's I weird. think as soon as, like, she gets proposed to, she realizes, like, now I don't have a chance with Mick at all. And so, like, what am I doing? <laughs> and, like, but at that point in the movie, like, I'm always, like, surprised when that part of the movie comes up because it's really close to the end. Yeah. Like, it's like the mansion proposal scene. And then Mick gets depressed, and there's not, like, a th- the rest of the third act. It's, like, ten more minutes of the movie at yeah. that point. Because he gets depressed, goes on, like, a like a freaking walk, gets mugged by some guys, and then, like, checks out of his hotel. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the end of the movie where they go to the subway. Yeah. And, and, and if this was movie was made, like, today, it, that would have been, like... The end of Act Two, and yeah. then you would have a whole third act to like stretch on, and I'm like, I don't think it needs it. Yeah, like, I think New- it's tight. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, I-, I felt like the minute they got to New York, like it felt scattered. Like there wasn't as that as much of a plot. It was just scenarios that they put Mick into to like show how much, uh, like how much of a fish out of water he was. Yeah, yeah. And then I- like some things bled into. Some experiences bled into other scenes where, like, he's trying to adapt, but it wasn't m- so much of a story one- right. once it got out of Australia. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. But, but it's not a bad thing, though. No, because it makes, it makes him more charming just to see him, like, yeah. oh, look at how cute he is. He doesn't all this works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, I, but I really like those things. Like, the mm-hmm. whole time he's out with the cab driver, and they, oh, God, I feel a sneeze coming on. Oh, shit. Nope. It's still lingering there. It could come at any moment. Anyway, he goes to the cab driver. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) This could drive me nuts. To that bar. When he does the first crotch grab of the movie. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) this was a weird scene because he's like hitting on like one of the most attractive cross-dressers. I know, right? She, like, she was pretty good looking, and yeah. I would be fooled except for, like, the deep kind of voice. Yeah. I, I could only tell that she was a man because she was, like, taller than everybody else in the right. bar. <laughs> right. And then the cab driver's like, she's a guy. 
die. Yeah. It's a fang. Yeah, drops the fang and I'm like, bomb. You're like, holy shit, this is of its time. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot that was in here. And like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I, that hits me in a real wrong way. And then when way. he then when he grabs her crotch and then she runs away like embarrassed and petrified. Right. While everyone and is cheering. Erupts. Everyone is cheering on Mick where he was like, "Oh my gosh, she's a dude. <laughs> he's a Shayla." Yeah, he's a Shayla. And she's like running away <laughs> oh, like she looks a like Shayla or whatever it was. Yeah, it looks like she's going to like go home and like drink herself <laughs> like to oblivion and everyone is like could not be happier right and i'm like oh my god in 86 that was probably a laugh riot now yeah. it's like wow yeah it's like because of his naivete like it's a little more levitous yeah a little more but now it's kind of insensitive and kind yeah. of it is yeah <laughs> especially that blonde guy right beside mick is like <laughs> having the best day of his life <laughs> when that happens <laughs> He is fucking out of control, yeah. like having the best also night of his for life. as much of in love that like Mick is supposed to be in with Sue. He is constantly looking for tail when he's in New York. Yeah, well, like, not so much. I don't think so. Anytime he comes across chicks, he's always like, "So what are you doing after this?" Yeah, but he's not. I can never got the feeling that it's like super sexual. You know no, I mean? like he's not like he's not like fucking like constantly like horny like he wants to fuck constantly. But like when the when the situation presents itself, he's just like, yeah, I'm I'm up for some fucking. Yeah, even when he meets those two prostitutes, he's like, hey, how you how you girls doing or not yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And he never it was just like he never he didn't let on like he he doesn't know that they're prostitutes at all. He's like, yeah. Ask him to, like, go dancing or whatever. Yeah. Like, even when the pimp comes up, he's, like, he just gets pissed because he's, like, blown a spot. Like, right. he doesn't even really consider, like, he doesn't, I don't know. Like, he's just, like, like, he's not, like, constantly being, like, I want to fuck, I want to fuck, I want to fuck. Right. But, like, when he get puts he puts in a situation where he's, like, oh, I get some fucking pussy right now. <laughs> like, he's, he, he pursues it. Eh, I slightly disagree. I feel like he's got a really strong... Uh, feeling towards Sue, or she, he wouldn't ever like cross that line. I don't I think don't he'd know. do it. I have faith in Crocodile Dundee. I, I think you're just too too drawn to him. He reminds me too much of my dad. Yeah, <laughs> you think he'd be, yeah, you think he'd be just as faithful as your dad. <laughs> Maybe that's true. He's like my dad wouldn't cheat on my mom. <laughs> I know he wouldn't cheat on Sue. <laughs> um. <laughs> The second crotch grab of the movie is when they're at the super 80s party. Yeah. And it's that mannish looking woman. And he goes to test the waters, grabs her by the crotch, and she seems to be way into it. They just, I think he's like, he's supposed to be more of like just a gay dude that's dressed as a woman. Because like he comes out as like, yeah, he's he's like, I'm a guy, but like. Are you sure? I thought it was just a, I'm pretty sure it's just a woman that's like. Uh, like just has happens to be like have a deep voice no because i think because i think uh uh he like dundee says like well i had a check or something yeah he does but i'm pretty sure it's a woman i'm fairly certain like it's a woman i don't know like the 80s treat like the homosexual community in such a weird way where i would not put it past him where it's like 
yeah, he's a gay guy. So, of course, he dresses like a woman. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. I'm right. fairly certain that that's, like, just an old, deep-voiced woman. Because he's like, oh, sorry, he's just from Australia. We'll have to go there sometime. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm fairly sure that is a <sighs> old, horny know. woman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, second crotch grab. Woman, yes. Woman, no. Hashtag it. Hashtag it. <laughs> Hashtag Email review, us. Review. Hashtag woman, Email yes. Us, tell Hashtag us. Tell us what woman, you think. No. Uh, anything else in this movie? Okay, there was a scene in Australia where, like, uh, Molly was still awake, and uh-huh. even she was questioning it. So, they're uh, riding on a road, Yes, and there's a bull in the oh, middle of the I road. I know exactly what you're going to say. Oh, Go God. So, there's a bull in the middle of the road, and they're, like, honking the horn at him, trying to get him to move. Out so of the then, way, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> out of the way, you dummy. <laughs> so, he gets out and does, like, his weird, like... Like, pinky thumb trick. Where's it? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> His weird hum. And then gets the bull to, like, lay down. Right. And Having then, it every- being more of an obstacle? Yeah, and then, then everyone is just like, oh, my gosh, he's so amazing. He right. Got, he tamed this bull. But it didn't fix the problem. It made it worse. <laughs> it's much worse. It, yeah. And they just cut to... <laughs> <laughs> well, we yep. fixed the problem. We, we fixed just skipped it. over it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not even going to show how he actually got the bull to move. <laughs> we're just going to cut to now they're in the outback. <laughs> I've always had that question. <laughs> always. And, and like, after like the hundredth time you've seen this movie, you just like, yeah, he must have just went around it. I don't know. It would have been better off if like Mick just went behind it and just went like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like slapped it on its ass and haven't just gotten out of there. But yeah, uh, makes no sense. Also, uh, Molly was also very uh, questioning of the fact that she was a reporter knowing she was going to be in the outback for three days. Right. And yet she still brought a dress and a swimming suit. That you can see her whole ass? Her whole entire ass. <laughs> There's swimsuits you can... She wears a swimsuit at one point that covers her ass. <laughs> when they're, when they're like, uh, swimming in that fucking mineral water or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, sure. Because it's mineral water. Crocs... No, Crocs gonna go in there. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, like, she just wears a dress and a swimsuit and you're like why is she wearing that dress that swimsuit and then it's like oh so you're gonna have a se- sweet sexy scene right where you're wearing a it's thong much see her yeah colon where you can see her entire <laughs> ass while she's bending over to get water out of this fucking lake so like listen she's got a body to show it off yeah <laughs> she's pretty fucking hot i didn't realize like because when I I watched this a ton of times as I was a kid, and I was always just like, "Oh, you see her butt," and never thought anything about it until like middle school. Middle school, and I saw it, and I'm like, <laughs> "Holy <laughs> shit, Mom, I got a little bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> 
and like that's not the only time she wears a scandalous thing in this movie. When they go to the super eighties party, yeah, like she's wearing a dress that has huge holes on the one side of it, yeah, where it's just like you can see the entire one side of her body. She's not wearing like bra or underwear, anything under there. Yeah. What about that scene where like, like, uh, Mick is taking a bath. <laughs> and then, like, the fucking maid stops by mm-hmm. with towels, and then uh, Sue's coming at the same time. So she just, like, comes in and then, like, sticks her bare leg through the fucking doorway. Right. And you're like, first of all, you're still almost engaged to this Richard guy. Right. And then, like, she shows, and then she just, like, puts her head around and is like, oh, it's just me, Mick. And I'm like, that doesn't make it any better. Your towel, senor Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Like they played off where they played off where it's like, oh, it's just me, but it's like that doesn't make it any better because you're just like, first of all, you're still in the same room as him while he's naked, right? Like you don't, you're not that close with him, you're not fucking him yet, right? Ah, but that's another reason. Like I think Crocodile D- Dundee would never cheat on Sue because he's like. Oh, Rosita! Oh, I'm in, I'm in the bath. Uh, don't come in here. And he's like trying to put his hat over his dick. Like yeah. he's not gonna have it. He's not gonna be tempted by another woman. He just wasn't ready for it. Oh, he wasn't ready for it, JT. What? Did you see Rosita? Come on. Hey, <laughs> it's the '80s, man. It was a different time. <laughs> Rosita was okay looking from my memory. <laughs> I think. I think we need to go back and check out Rosita. All right. We'll go. Another viewing. We'll check out Rosita. Well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do a second reviewing <laughs> and then see would we with Rosita. <laughs> Hashtag yes, Rosita. Hashtag no Rosita. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, uh, what uh, what else in Crocodile Dundee? Huh? Oh, what do you think of uh, Wally? Oh, Wally. Uh, the first time you see him, I joked to Molly that he was dressed like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing that fucking, like, white fucking, like, business suit looking thing with, like, the fucking scarf around his head, like, neck. And then he had, like, see, the fucking, like, shitty, sweaty wife beater right underneath it. See, I thought, like, the first time you see him, I'm just like, that is the most stereotypical Australian thing you could ever wear. <laughs> The only thing he's missing is that hat that's bent up on one side. You know what I mean? Then doesn't he wear it at one point? Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but he's great. And oh, yeah. <laughs> because he's just like a bumbling fool. And oh, I love yeah. it so much. And he's supposed to be the guy that taught Mick everything that he knows or something. Yeah, that's bullshit. So there's like, well, yeah, there's like one point where he's like... Taught him everything I know. <laughs> I also like the little subtle things that uh, Mick tries to like pull off as like he's a really outdoorsy guy. Where uh, they, him, Wally, and Sue, like are driving in the boat in the outback, and they pull up and they like depart from Wally, and he looks at Wally's watch and he's like, "Uh, hey Wally, what time is it?" And he's like, "Uh, about two twenty." And then Sue's like, that's amazing. How did he do that? It's like, ah, old Bushman's trick, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's like so many times where like 
like Dundee is like pulling sweet game, <laughs> right? Like when he's shaving and then he sees like Sue's coming. So he pulls out his knife and starts yes. shaving with his uh, oh, knife instead. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what else? Uh, of course the, that's not a knife scene. Oh yeah. Great. Uh, oh, man, Crocodile Dundee is just so great. Wait, we got to talk about the very end. Yeah, go for it. Where, uh, uh, First of all, I like uh, I would have much preferred like them not getting together at the end, and then the sequel being uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee going on a walkabout across all of the U.S. Like, how sweet would that have been? I thought about that on this one, and I actually read that he proposed that as an alternate ending, like Paul Hogan did. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, that'd have been sweet as fuck. Cause, like the minute he said that, where I, I I was like, fuck, like how cool would that be? Where it's like. Just do like, just like make it like how this is, where it just as if it feels like a bunch of random scenes in New York, but it's uh-huh. like all through like America, where yeah. it's just like him wandering and then like coming in contact with people and then like making their lives like a little better because of his naivete and yep. also like his fucking outdoorsy right. mind, right? Like kind of like bringing this like situation to a conclusion or something. There's like right. a whole bunch of those. That'd be fun as fuck to watch. Yeah. That's like a two solid sequels right there. Yeah. That you can have done in like a matter of just like five years. Yeah. Um, and you could like, like the U S is so fucking like diverse. different. Yeah, yeah. Diverse where you could do that in so many different places actually make a crocodile dundee in la that is good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been that would have been pretty good like i because like i've seen crocodile dundee 2 like a bunch of times like it's hard for me to picture like what the other version of it would be um and i think crocodile dundee 2 has like a very low score on rotten tomatoes really like it's like I think I'm, I'm going to look it up right now, but I think it's like 11% or something like that. Oh, geez. Something really low. Yeah, I don't think... I, I remember... I distinctly remember Crocodile Dundee. I'm not a big... I don't know too much about Dundee 2. Oh, shit. But no, so the very end is... uh, So uh, Mick is about to get on a train or on a subway to go to... uh. Um, like the train station, so yeah. he can go on his like big U.S. walkabout. Yep. And Sue wants to stop him because she ended it with Richard. She wants to get with him from now on. Yep. So they do this whole thing where uh, she's on the other end of the subway station, and she's yelling to a a black dude with a fucking handkerchief on his head, <laughs> right? Who's yelling to a construction worker. Who's yelling to Mick? Yeah. Like everything she's it's saying. Like, might as well have the village people in yeah, the middle. It is. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> like I just want to see those four form a band. <laughs> like Sue, handkerchief, black guy, construction yeah. worker, Crocodile Dundee. At first, I didn't notice that until this viewing that the guys who stick up uh, Mick and Sue, and it's like the, that's not a knife scene. Yeah. All have the same bandanas like rolled around their foreheads. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it's the bandana boys or whatever. That's what I just said in my head or whatever. Or to Macy because I was watching it with a kid. <laughs> and then at the very end, that tall black guy in the subway, he's got a, one of those bandanas on too. I'm like, so he's part oh, of the shit, same gang? Same gang. He's but one then of the he bandana- brings them together. See? 
That's what Crocodile Dundee Blowing does. Oh my goddamn mind. Or the Bandana Boys doing something good That's for why you don't change. rush to conclusions. That's right. You don't judge by race. You don't judge you by judge race by or gang. You <laughs> judge by the individual. That's right. Crocodile Dundee is still posting that 11% rotten on, <laughs> on uh, IMDb. Oh damn it. Or Rotten Tomatoes. Or but anyways, through, through this network of people, uh, Sue is able to get through to Crocodile Dundee that she's not no longer engaged to Richard because yes. she's in love with him. Yes. At what point, out of nowhere, <laughs> right. Crocodile Dundee is able to jump up on people's heads <laughs> and run across them to her to hug her yes. into this, the end credits. This was one of my one of my points I wanted to bring up. It's the nicest New York has ever been pre-9-11. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like this scene and that one scene in, like, Spider-Man 2 where he stops the train and, like, he people of New York carry his unconscious body to the back of the yes. train and hand him back his mask. <laughs> and then at the, also at the end of Spider-Man where New York throws a bunch of garbage at the Green Goblin. He's like, you mess with him, you mess with us! <laughs> <laughs> That's the three movies yeah. where New York unifies for one person. For one person at one time. And it's Either Spider-Man or Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. People are continually clapping and cheering even when their heads are being stomped on. Right. By a boot. Like a but, cowboy yeah, like boot. Like a cowboy boot. <laughs> like hard-soled wooden yeah. boot. It's got Yeah, it's got to be made out of not comfortable material because <laughs> it was made in Australia. Like raw material. <laughs> right. Like it right. had to have... Like, there, I want to see some of those people that got stepped on. Like, there's got to be some missing teeth. Yeah. Or, like, big, black eye. big gashes in their foreheads. <laughs> like, they're bleeding. Like, like yeah, you, they got together. Yeah. And then, then they, like, go and they're like, oh, um, you have a concussion. <laughs> and, like. You have a week to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, part of your skull's exposed. I don't know if that's a big thing that you want to address right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, he just walks across their heads like it's nothing. And everyone is very happy to do so. Right. Because they want these two to get together so bad. Hey, it was an emotional scene. I fall for it every time. (laughs) Don't leave! She's not going to marry Richard! (laughs) (laughs) She's not not marrying Richard! (laughs) I love ya! I love ya! (laughs) Yeah, that's right! (laughs) He's coming up. <laughs> He's coming through. He's coming through right now. <laughs> that construction worker just sells it so good. He's like the typical New Yorker. Yeah. He's coming through. <laughs> like you can just see him be like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> But no, he's talking for something. He's walking through. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I fucking love every aspect of this movie. It's it's great. I don't care what you think. Like, this, like, nostalgia is really driving at home that I really like this movie. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty solid movie regardless yeah. if I've seen it, like, a hundred times or not. Yeah. 
there's not like a hardly anything that I feel like sticks out in this movie that is like I would cut. Like the only things that I would cut, if anything, would been like when he does get to New York and there really isn't really a structure of what's going on. Like it's just kind of a series of events happening to Mick is all. Yeah. And if you wanted to tighten the movie, you could get rid of some of that, but I don't think you would it would be as good because it never really drags for me. No, I don't think it does either. And then even like in some of the scenes, like they still kind of find ways to bleed in aspects of other scenes where like he goes up, he goes to that eighties party and he like does that weird handshake that he learned from like that black dude in that bar (laughs) before he grabbed that fucking, um, like, uh, uh, cross dresser dude in the balls. Yeah. In the balls. (laughs) uh so i mean if you have anything else to say uh what would you grade this movie uh i yeah i i really enjoyed it it's it's super fun especially when he gets to new york and just like all of the fucking shit that he gets into Mm -hmm. i just was not a big fan of sue so just for that i'm just gonna downgrade it to an a minus but it was still fun right on lots of fun I give this movie, like, solid A. Like, high A. I don't think I'll go A+. Plus, um, but this movie is a, an amazing watch. A for amazing. Solid A. I love this movie. God, oh, yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee 2 isn't as good. And it's got, like, more of an action-y... Have you ever seen Crocodile Dundee 2? I've seen aspects of it. I know that it involves, like, it's, like, some kind of, like, drug thing where, like, they come from Australia or something. No, it's, it's from, they're from Colombia. Like, so, okay, Sue makes reference to a husband that she previously had who's a photographer that worked for the same paper. Yeah. And he, like, is still divorced, but he's down in Colombia trying to, like, snap pictures of this drug cartel or whatever. And he gets pictures, sends the film to Sue. Oh, I think, yeah, I think, I think I watched this with you, actually. Yeah, we might have done a double like header. Me, yeah, like you had me watch it with ago. you, I think. Um, and so, like, they track Sue down and kill the hu- the ex-husband, like, in the first scene. Yeah. And so then the whole thing is, like, they capture Sue, and then Crocodile Dundee is trying to get back at him. And then... Like, that all takes place in New York. Yeah. And then I always forget, like, they still go to Australia at some point. <laughs> and that's still, like, like it. the only downfall I think Crocodile Dundee 2 has is that it feels really long. Yeah. Because a lot happens in both New York and Australia. And it's not as fun. But I still don't think it deserves an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's better than that. That's 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 too bad. That's that's not good. Go better complain. I'll write my senator or whatever. <laughs> write your senator? <laughs> don't call my congressman to tell him to get it changed. But, uh... Anyway, so yeah, that's Crocodile Dundee 2. Okay. I can't remember why they go back to Australia. Because the the drug cartel follows them back to Australia. I wonder if they go there to, like, hide or something. Yeah. Make sure play on mixed playing field. Yeah. 
when he totally whoops their asses. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a point... Oh, my God. This point, like, creeps me out in Crocodile Dundee 2. Like, all the cartel <laughs> are sitting around a campfire, and he's mashed up a bunch of berries or whatever, and he, like, throws it on all of them, and they don't realize it. And then, like, big fucking Australian fruit bats, like fly on them and land on them and shit. Like, oh. the wingspan of, like, two feet. <laughs> like, these are fucking house cats with wings. <laughs> <laughs> and it freaks me the fuck out. Oh, shit. But, yeah. Totally mops the floor with them. Oh! I don't know why this reminded me of anything, but, like, uh, the one point in Crocodile did he, the first one, where Sue and Mick are still out in the uh, outback... And they run into his aborigine friend. Yeah. Um, like, all of those dancers in the next scene are actually aborigines. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're, it was shot by, like, a special cinematographer who does, like, uh, I guess, like, uh, Australian filmography or whatever. Okay. So it was, like, for that one scene, it was filmed by, like, a highly prestigious... I think documentary filmmaker. Okay. Just for the Aboriginal stuff, because it was like an actual like Aboriginal dance that they oh, were that's doing. Cool. It wasn't just something that was made up. It was a real deal. Yeah. I like yeah, I like the 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 scene where like uh, <clears throat> like his Aboriginal friend is like, "Oh, don't take a picture of me." And he's like, "Oh, do you, you think it's gonna ca- capture your soul?" <laughs> and she and he's like, "No, you got the cap on the <laughs> camera. No, you got the bloody lens cap you got on." The <laughs> <laughs> I always like it when he puts the knife up to his throat and he's like, Oh, Mick, you frightened shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. It's like you frightened the you frightened shit out of me. It's <laughs> not you scared the shit out yeah. of me. You, you frightened, frightened shit out of me. You frightened shit out of me. <laughs> Just the way it's phrased, it's amazing. Oh man. Great shit. Great shit out of me. Great shit out of you. Uh, well, JT, besides Crocodile Dundee, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Well, uh, me and the lady actually have been up to quite a bit of things, because we had, like, a weekend where we were, like, doing jack shit. Sure. So, finished Ozark. Uh, really enjoyed it. Okay. It gets pretty dark at some points. <laughs> There's even, like, a scene, of, like, the like, in the last episode... Where it leads you to believe that something is absolutely fucking terrible is about to happen. Oh, God. Like, it it's uncomfortable how long they make you believe this thing's gonna happen. Ah, oh, fuck. I haven't gotten there. I still haven't watched any more since the last oh. time I talked it, to it, it is really good. Like, I highly suggest watching it. It's really fucking good. But there's, like, a scene where you're like, they're not gonna do this. Are No, they're not. They couldn't. But, Could they? Oh God! They, <laughs> but it's, it it's it's really fucking good. It I, I really look forward to a second season, like uh, really fucking well done. And um, I wa I rewatched Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I I can see like I remember when you and Dave <clears throat> talked about like rewatching it and like saying that it kind of lost luster the second time around. Yeah. I'm kind of there with you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. uh, I, I, I still think it's really well done. Like, all of the psychedelic shit, like, all of the fight scenes are still really cool. Right, right. But I can kind of see where they've kind of fallen into that gap where they beat a joke to death. Yeah. From this. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Like, all of the, uh, like, the, when, like, 
Doctor Strange is doing all those like uh, talking about one word names to Wong. Oh, yeah. And it just keeps going on and on. And you're just like, uh, shut <sighs> <up>. yeah, we <laughs> get it. Beyonce. Yeah. Madonna. Yeah, we get it. Yep. Yeah. They're all one word names. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And there's like another one where um like uh when he comes across Rachel McAdams, like when he when he's coming back from like that like fight scene where it's like in the other dimension or whatever. Sure. When she's bringing him back to life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're going back and forth about like I thought you were in a cult. Yeah, well, I'm not in a cult. Well, it looks like you're in a cult. Well, I'm not in a cult. And they're like going back and forth so many times. We're like we get it. He's not in a cult. Shut up. <laughs> so like, you, yeah. like that whole like beating a joke to death thing feels like it's really yeah starts to come from this. But I mean, other than that, like it was still I still had a lot, lot of fun with it. Yeah. Like it, there's still a lot of stuff in there where I've never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <clears throat> on on this re- the last rewatch I had too. I it wasn't probably any more recent than the last time I talked to you about it, but like I was more disappointed in the lack of like, I don't know, I guess magic it had in it. Like it it had to ground magic so hard, like in reality that like he just couldn't do anything. And I guess I was looking more forward to that. Maybe in other subsequent movies, like he'll be able to do whatever. Yeah. Cause I know he was just like, Oh, I just learned this. So like, I'm yeah. kind of new at everything and I'm like, yeah, that can only go so far because in magic, you should do whatever. I thought they played enough with it where it was still pretty interesting. Like all of like the, the mirror dimension stuff where it was like a very, like that mirror dimension scene where they're like stuck in it with, uh, uh, Kaecilius and like his dudes. Yeah. Like that was a super fucking cool scene. Right. Where it's just like it looks like New York is just turning into this big clusterfuck. Yeah, and just you, a kaleidoscope. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's really fucking cool looking. But no, I, I still had a lot of fun with it, and right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I still like the movie. Yeah, but it it did lose its luster. Yeah, the second and subsequent viewings after. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I agree. It was I was just like, oh, come on, like this. Right. Humor is just starting to like really wane on me. I'm just like, <laughs> we get it, we get yeah, it, we yep, get yep, it, yep. we get it. Yeah. Um. Also, we saw uh, me and Molly watched a Cure for Wellness. Okay. And you know what? I didn't hate it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I mean, it was it was. Uh, I heard a lot of people shit all over it. Yeah, I did and too. I can kind of see where they could, but I like it. I just it's too long. It's yeah. like two and a half hours long. Oh, what is the deal? Yeah. With that shit. And like, there's so many times where like, they're wasting so much time where I'm like, you could have legit cut this down to like an hour 45 and I would have been, I would have been on board. Yeah. Like, it's still fucking insane. Like, just keep all the insane shit in and I would have been like on board. Like, it's still a fucking crazy premise, but yeah, it's just way too fucking long. Like, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. Really? And Cure for Wellness is two and a half hours long? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And it does here. not need to be at all. Like, most of it is just they're just doing crazy shit. And then, like, there's some scenes where they're just, like, <laughs> drawing some... Woo! 
Yes! <laughs> and there's just some scenes where they're just drawing stuff out where I'm like, then why are you two and a half hours? Why are you drawing this out? Like, there's just a random scene where, like, him and, like, this one chick go to, like, a bar. Like, they escape from the penitentiary, like, the sanitarium and go to a bar. And they're just, like, nothing happens. And, so then why is this two and a half hours you're fucking making me sit through this shit? That's weird. Because, like, in a movie like that, you would think they'd want it. <clears throat> it's not, like, a blockbuster or anything. Yeah. So, like, why would they have, like, a two and a half hour thing like that when they can make it an hour 45 yeah. and have three more showings like in a day? Yeah, like, there's some, like, there's some crazy shit in here. Like, there's, like, a scene where, like, a dude's, like, they, they lock a dude in a fucking water tank full of eels while, like, this nurse takes her top off and a dude jerks off to it. Oh, and it's, God. like, but it's so crazy where you're, like... I want more of this shit. Like, this is, like, some weird shit that I would much more prefer than just watching, like, two people in a bar being like, are you comfortable? Like, what are they doing to you there? Oh, not much. Not... Boo. This Is this beer? Oh, I've never had beer before. Like, I'd rather just weird, crazy shit like that as opposed to, like, just dumb conversational shit. I don't know. That doesn't amount to anything. <laughs> I mean... Like, it had potential, but it was just too long. There was too much shit in between, like, the stuff that was, like, out of nowhere. I I don't know. I wasn't No bueno. No bueno. But it's not that bad, you said. All right. Anything else? Um, Molly has gotten me into The Last Airbender, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, the anime? uh, Yeah. Okay. On uh, Amazon. Okay. They have all three seasons on Amazon. And, uh... You know what? It's not bad. I think for you, like, when uh, uh, Macy the Max Extreme gets a little older, I yeah. think you'd, th- trying to expose her to it and see if she likes it, I think you'd you'd like it. Yeah, I've always heard it's good, and, like, a lot of my f- uh, uh, friends recommend it to me, and it's just, like, something that I'm like, yeah, I'll probably like it, but I just never want to get into it. It's geared, it's definitely geared towards kids. Yeah, and I, I've seen, like, enough of it to know that, but I'm, yeah. A lot of my adult friends said that, like, they watched it when they were growing up, but, like, even then, it, they would have been, like, older anyway. Yeah. But I don't know. I always hear it was, heard it was good, but I'm just like, yeah, I just yeah. don't. Like, Molly don't grew up with. shit I'm already into. Like, Molly grew up with it, and she was, like, she pretty much said the same thing. Like, she grew up with it, and she. Liked it as she grew up with it. <clears throat> but, um, no, like, I, I'm watching it now, and there's definitely, like, it definitely gets cheesy in that, like, yeah. kid show sense. Yeah. But there's enough of story there where it's still pretty interesting. Like, it it's an out-there premise, but it's a simple enough premise where you can still kind of follow along with it. All right, right on. Yeah, maybe in the future. It'll, it'll yeah. get there. Like, it, like, just... Like, as an excuse to, like, have, like, you just watch it with uh, Macy, and then if she's into it, just, like, watch it through. Alright. I can see that. We'll see. Like, something where it's, like, you're not, like, watching, like, shit that's, like, mindless, like, oh my god, I fucking can't stand (laughs) this. I'm gonna try to nip that in the bud, because, like... Yeah. I've, I've heard of some parents where, like, they're, like, trying to expose their kids to shit, where it's, like... I want him. I want him to watch something where I can also like 
kind of follow along. Yeah. But then they also end up that they still keep going back to the same like repetitive shit where I'm like, fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, because we don't have like cable or anything like that, I think that'll be to our benefit so we can kind of put whatever we want on. But we'll see. Because once know. she's old enough to like know how to control stuff. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we're kind of at the whim of whatever she wants to watch then. I've had a lot of friends that have become parents where, like, once they stumble on something that they are that they love, like, they watch it over and yeah. over and over again. Same with, like, GHD, like, with his son. Yeah. Like, sure, he got him into Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. But he'll want to watch the same episode over and over <laughs> and over because he only likes that one character. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's like, oh, shit. Like, he's like, yeah, I've seen that one episode probably 800 times. <laughs> Yeah, it's great, but it's not that great after you've seen it 800 times. <laughs> yeah, shit. And, like, I've been watching Batman the Animated Series because that's on Amazon Prime right now, too. And, yeah. like, I've been having her watch it. Well, watch it, but she's, like, four months old or yeah. whatever. But trying to get her acclimated to, like, something that maybe I'm more accustomed to or whatever yeah. than watching, like, fucking... Daniel Tiger or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I'm just like not into it. Anytime my nieces and nephews come over, they always want to watch the same thing. And it's like the old ass like Mickey things that are on Netflix where it's like Mickey in the Beanstalk or whatever it is. Oh, God. Have you ever seen that? No. Well, I've seen it like 800 times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like from like the, I don't even know, the 50, not the 50, maybe like the 70s. It's just like Jack and the Beanstalk, except yeah. it's Mickey instead. Yeah. There's actually a really funny part where the giant comes down and he's like running amok on like modern civilization and he like rolls up a hay roof and then lights it on a stove and he's like, smoke. <laughs> and he like, <laughs> <laughs> and he smokes it and like i'm like what the fuck and one one of my buddy like my uh one of my buddies uh tyler uh his uh daughter olivia comes out all the time with mm-hmm. and with jill and uh she likes that episode as well and he's like dude check out this episode and he's like smoke when <laughs> that fucking giant rolls up that hay roof Lights it on a fucking stove and then just huffs it all up. (laughs) It's like, what is happening? Get it to him early. (laughs) Smoke. Uh, Is that anyway? That's all you've been into. That's all I've been into. Uh, Well, besides Batman the Animated Series, um, also on Amazon, uh, I watched uh, a few episodes of the new Tick. That's out. Okay, the whole series is out now with Peter. uh, Peter. Peter, Peter, uh, San, what's his last name? I don't know. Peter Sinfranowitz or something like that. Sure. I, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> the new, the new tick season that's on all on Amazon right now. It's yeah. all out the whole first season. And, uh, I reviewed the pilot on here like a few months ago when that yeah. was out and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. But it's like it's changed a little bit direction since then. Okay. They have a new tick costume. Okay. Which is better. Okay. Um, but it's still set in like a like the real world. Yeah. And 
that's the part that I'm having a hard time getting acclimated to. Okay. Because it's like ridiculous superhero things going on in like a grounded real world. Okay. And it's like there's a still a little bit of a disconnect for me where okay. it doesn't really work still. Yeah. I like it more than I originally thought I would. And I've only think I've I've only seen like two episodes past the pilot. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's growing on me. But I still think I prefer like the the Patrick Warburton yeah. version. Like it the Patrick Warburton version knew it was like a live action cartoon. And it works because it you can take the very absurd things they're throwing at you and it's like, well, this is a cartoon. Yeah. It's a live action cartoon. Mm-hmm. I can bounce with it. Mm-hmm. But like I can't do that with this one because they're like it has uses like adult language. Like it's a mature title. Like oh, really? they say fucking everything in it. <laughs> like it's so it's really weird. It's off putting sometimes. Okay. And just an aesthetic note, the mask that the tick wears is not flattering to the actor's face. It, like, like it scrunches it up a little bit. It like mashes it a little bit. <laughs> so it makes him look really old underneath the mask. Cause it makes his like, like uh, laugh lines really noticeable and yeah. like makes it more like, like it kind of smushes it around his mouth. Oh, so it like makes him look just older. And he's the same guy who's, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy that says, what a bunch of a-holes. Oh, yeah. Like, it's that guy. So he's not old. Yeah. It's just, like, the mask makes him look so old. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Whoever else has seen it, let me know. But, like, that's, like, a complaint that I have of it. I saw, like, a trailer for it. And, like, there was, like, a trailer they put out where, like, they highlight, like, the main villain whose name is Overkill. That made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just, like... He's got, like, fucking samurai swords and guns and yeah. grappling hooks. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, he's, like, the epitome of overkill. Yeah. I just, I, the last episode I saw had him in it, and it's really funny. Um, the, uh, what was I going to say? There's one part in The Tick, the, the like, one of the last episodes I saw, where Arthur, like, comments on The Tick having a new costume. Yeah. He's like, hey, do you have a new costume? And then the tick is like, what? And then that's all they reference from them changing the costume. Like they, they didn't even have to ever do that. Cause no. like people are aware enough that the pilot was like a test to see if this would catch on. Like, I think it, if it came out like a year later, they wouldn't even yeah. realize they changed the costume. Anyway, regardless, that's it. That's all my tick that okay. I have for now. Gotcha. Um, I also started rewatching Curb Your Enthusiasm because the I new se- in- oh, I need to watch that. The new season's coming out in October. Yeah. So me and Chelsea started watching the first season again. Okay. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it is really good. Yeah, oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah. It's the uh, one of the best shows I've ever like watched the entire thing of. Okay. Like it does kind of like wane in the last few seasons yeah maybe like the last two but yeah. it's still great okay Ah, uh, man so i'm gonna I'm, try and, i'm gonna try and get molly into it and see if we can get it all watched before the premiere on october yeah it oh my god the first like few episodes are great yeah. like uh i forgot that bob odenkirk is in like the third episode or something third or fourth episode where he plays like the ex porn star or whatever that's right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they go to his house for like a party a or whatever. weird dinner party yeah 
Oh my god, it's so awkward. Um, also, I'm still reading the New Frontier, just like the New Frontier I brought yeah. up last week. Oh yeah, I'm a little bit farther into it. Still great. Good. Um, also, I uh, started listening to a new podcast uh, just today. That uh, di- our uh, friend Dinosaur Neil is now a full member of. Oh wow! So I'm gonna do a little plug for it right here. Yeah. Uh, the podcast is called Credits Due. Yeah. And it's uh, Dinosaur Neil, which the he uses his full name in it. So, spoilers. <laughs> Look out. Uh, and his friends uh, Ben and uh, oh shit, Tyler, I think. Yeah, I think he's a Tyler. Um. But they have an interesting uh, premise to it. They The first season of their whole show that they've done is all Keanu Reeves movies. And they start from his first thing that he's done and they move into the most current. They skip a few here or there, but they yeah. hit all the major ones that okay. are in there. And then the second season is all going to be Scarlett Johansson movies, mm-hmm. which they start in her first major motion picture, and they're going until, I I don't know, maybe like a Civil War or whatever, the last thing she was in. I can't remember. But anyway, they're not there yet. The last one they did was Lost in Translation. Okay. And so, at the end of each season, they try to, over their filmography, gauge on how good of an actor they are. Mm-hmm. And through each movie, they kind of, like, wane and see, like, where their progression has gone. Yeah. So it was... I didn't listen to all their first season, but I listened to the last episode where they reviewed John Wick. Yeah. And then I've carried on from the Scarlett Johansson season and and was listening to their every episode that's come out. I think it's uh, pretty solid. It's about an hour long each episode. Nice. Uh, Dinosaur Neil's pretty great in it. Of course. Got to... Uh, of course. Support uh, the bro. Um, if I had one criticism, they need to get their audio crisp. Okay? You need to do it. I'm a bit of a stickler on audio. I hate going back to our old episodes and hearing how shitty. wonky some of our audio is. It drives me nuts. <laughs> but I think we've nailed it. At this point, after like however 175 episodes or however many we've done, hopefully it's great. <laughs> or at least good. Yeah, decent. <laughs> at least decent. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been into this last week. Good. I'll also bring up, I saw the Game of Thrones finale. Oh, yes. That yes. came out this past week. Um, I'll say this much. I kind of miss the old Game of Thrones. They are starting to kind of do more fan service now, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. They even kind of kill off a character where I was like, yeah, that's not much of a risk. Oh, okay. Like, like how many characters they have left, though? There's enough. (laughs) But there's been plenty of situations where I was like, if this was like old Game of Thrones... They'd have been dead, but they would. They still found a way to bring them back, and then in the finale, they do kill off somebody, but it's in a situation where I'm like, yeah, but people wanted that. Like okay. it's 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 turned into more of a fan service type of show as opposed to like like really compelling like what the fuck's gonna happen next storytelling. Sure. So I think like once they get into this last season, it's gonna be. Like that's that's gonna be good. 
Like, okay. just get to this next season, make it good, and then it'll be it'll be a like a really good series. All right, right on. But it's it's starting to it feels like it's starting to go on like the downslide right now a little bit, a little bit. This whole last season, or just the last? No, few like the, the whole last season was really good, but like the 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 finale. There was some cool stuff in there, but there was definitely it. It definitely feels like it's turning more into like, let's make sure that we get as many fans as possible hooked onto it, so we make this last season like fucking out of this world. Okay, like it. It's starting to get predictable a little bit. All right, don't want that. I I don't want that. All right, like they did enough shit in like the other seasons where they didn't give a fuck. Right, they would kill off like. Half of like the like the, the good main characters <laughs> in one episode and be like, "Fuck with me, bro." Whatever. Oh boy. And I like that because it, it leaves you like not knowing what the fuck's gonna happen next. But now oh, it's like boy. you can kind of see what's gonna happen. Oh boy. Uh oh. So I'm hoping I'm hoping for the last season they take a few more risks. It's gonna be the last season. Okay. All right. All right. I like in the big group chat that we have going on, Game of Thrones started being a conversation. I tried to troll the chat by like, what show is this? Yeah, and then I trolled you back by <laughs> shit on the Defenders. <laughs> I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Mute conversation for eight hours. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I must have got him. We just like stopped talking all, all together. <laughs> it was a fucking weird time anyway. Anyway, uh... <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's the show this week, JT. Yeah. Really good, great. 1986, representing again. Representing that 86, bro. God, what a great year. Uh, next week, we're out of August 80s. Yeah, we're diving into some stuff that we're catching up on. Yes. Next week on our calendar, we have the Russian Guardians. Do you want to do that one instead? I would. Okay. Because I listened to one... Okay, here's what we originally planned. Yeah. Well, besides the calendar. But uh, we were going to do a Hollywood whitewashing twofer. <laughs> where we were going to do um, Ghost in the Shell, because that has a DVD release. Yeah. Like, a little bit ago. Yeah. And uh, Death Note. Yeah. But... I listened to a few reviews of Death Note because yeah. I don't really, I don't have any connection to it or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's kind of shitting on it. I heard that too. And I'm like, I don't fucking want to put myself, th- I have no connection <laughs> to it whatsoever. So like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to just watch it just to be like shit on something. And I don't okay. really give a shit about Ghost in the Shell either. Okay. So like, if Russian Guardians, for whatever reason, if our country... Can't get along and import DVDs from Russia. Yeah. Which I have a hard time thinking that it would Come be on. a thing. Our fearless leader. Fearless leader loves Russia. <laughs> would love to get that DVD into America. If we can't do that, then we'll throw up whatever we're doing on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff and see what of we're course. doing. Yes. But I think the Russian Guardians would be much more of an interesting conversation than that. I want to watch the, fuck, watch the fuck out of Russian Guardians. Yeah. I think it comes out. Oh, shit. I wonder if it came out yesterday, or maybe it comes out the 5th of September. We'll figure it out. Yeah, anyway, whatever. So anyway, that's in the docket. Yeah. If not, we'll figure something out. Also, next week, JT, I'm going to ask a favor. 
What? If we can postpone the show one day. Okay. Because our podcast falls on our my wedding anniversary. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to try to have something special for Sea uh, Danger. Gotcha. Planned. Gotcha. Uh, that would be great. Let's postpone it one day. Fair enough. All right. Don't want to step in. I want. I don't want to step. Don't in, step in, in the middle of love. of love, okay? Don't want to step in front of love. God damn it, Joel! Stop fucking halting my love. I'm sorry, fuck. <laughs> but anyway, besides that, that's the show. If people want to talk about uh, you halting my love, where could they do that with you, JT? Oh, kickstart my heart at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. <laughs> also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and also Bucky for everyone on, on Snapchat. Hey, why not, Troy? Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us consecutively at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod. You can find all of our episodes now up on ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. And hey, while you're on iTunes, why don't you give us a rate and review? Because if you like the show, it, fi- it helps other people find the show as well. If you got something long form to say, you can do that at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Spread the word. Spread the word about that little bird. <laughs> Spread the word about the bird. <laughs> but uh, that's the show, JT. Until next time. That was a good one. That was a good one. It was a good one. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even with the 45-minute blackout we had. We, yeah, we, we did we it. pulled it out. It is so late. It though. is very late. <laughs> and, Put near 1 a.m. I'm going to go home. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Thought I broke my phone for a second. Jesus Christ. Christ. But until next time, uh, where we may or may not review Russian Guardians, uh, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm GG3K. And we are off.